Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. All right. So good evening. I'm trying to put up, pull up my, my cheat sheet here. Uh, welcome to Tips, Targeted Individuals, Protect, and Support. This is me. Today's date is July 9th, 2016. My name is Shelley Hoyle. I'm your moderator for tonight's call. Welcome and good evening. We are about human rights. We help support and expose crimes directed to victims called targeted individuals. Our matters are organized stalking, electronic harassment, clientele pro, non-consensual human experimentation, harmful frequencies, torture, and the misdiagnosis amidst the psychiatric field. Please join our efforts in exposing these extreme human rights violations throughout the world. Tonight, we welcome back as featured guest speaker, White Magnum. Uh, we will be discussing grounding and refresher shielding. By a few emails uh, this last week about uh, people being harassed in their vehicles. And so I think that we need to um, maybe... Uh, do some brainstorming with Dwight on those uh, matters. Uh, community activism update. Um, I put together a newsletter this week with updated information about the many community events, technology, uh, and general information regarding our matters. Uh, I'm doing an update with uh, Dave Voigt uh, also uh, in the newsletter, and I've listed all the places uh, that have, have responded to press releases, and that's pretty exciting. And also all the um, the radio shows that uh, that uh, has aired at David's um, awareness campaign. Um, David is very strong, and we can't thank him enough for his bravery, integrity, tenacity, and strength. And uh, now we are better organized at the method of delivery of delivery uh, to these media resources. And we need at least ten people. Okay, so listen up, you people. We need at least ten people to do follow-up calls encouraging these media outlets to interview, print, or discuss on the radio. Uh, all you need is this Dave's outline, which is already available uh, for those that want to help. This is very much needed uh, for the success of his campaign. If you cannot help in the area, we appreciate any efforts in moving our matters forward. Another way to help is to contribute to Dave's efforts. Um, and uh, thanks to all of you so very much. Uh, listed on the newsletter and on my news uh, on my website now, all of Dave's uh, information on how to donate, his website, uh, and the progress that, that we are uh, making with his efforts. So great work, Team Dave. Thank you, Ella, Spencer, Mariana, Ella. Uh, updates with Mar- Maurice and Crystal um, at humanitywarriors.com. Uh, Mariana is uh, still doing a leader, League of Writers um, for uh, educating and advocating about um, our matters. So we are also starting a campaign with uh, RF and EMF, uh, investigating avenues for effectiveness by campaigning about harmful uh, frequencies. Um, so, uh, and Joe Esposito is going to come in the second part of tonight's show, and we'll be talking about uh, 
what avenues uh, we're going to be approaching through the FCC and how uh, we as a community can be effective. Because uh, uh, I, uh, I contacted the FCC uh, a day ago and yesterday, and very interesting. They, you know, I was asking questions about how do we protect ourselves, uh, you know, and she referred me to the engineering department, and, I, and you know, actually talked to me about, you know, uh, these frequencies that uh, can leak into our homes, causing uh, a harmful effect. And uh, so I think we need to uh, to get on board with, uh, uh, you know, working or. Uh, getting more things accomplished through the FCC or through uh, uh, some help in any way we can. So, anyways, uh, TIPS is organizing a rally in the California area where we'll be traveling to cities, ending up in the L.A. to protest with humanity warriors. If you're in the surrounding areas or would like to be part of the planning, let us know. They set before November and uh, right before the election and before Dave Boyce and his massive campaign. We are in the initial stages of coordinating, so if you would like to join these efforts, please contact piprotect at gmail.com. Uh, TIPS website is fully operational now, and as I mentioned, I pushed Dave Boyd's update, finished city council packet, there's books and documents, and uh, I designed a bumper sticker um, that is also available for you to look at. You can uh, make your own through Vista Print. And the website is tiprotect.com. And let's see, Ella is taking over the Tuesday and Thursday night conference calls uh, within the time slot of where Karen's was. Uh, Tuesday, she'll start a little uh, about an hour early. She'll be starting at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, Thursday night, at regular scheduled time at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, it's called Triumph Over Targeting. And the code is the conference call code is one four one four seven six. Let's see. Attention, East Coast TI. Uh, Ken Posner and Jimmy and me are hosting a production event in Tom's River, New Jersey. The date is July twenty third, from eleven a.m. to six p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Food, beverages, and seating is provided. The objective is a scientific rebuttal to the New York Times article. CI testimonies will be filmed by a festive productions company called Jump Out of the Frame Productions. They will be sending the polished, edited, professional final version to the New York Times, posting to YouTube and distributing publicly. Most of us have seen Jimmy's video. They are very well edited and produced. This event needs financial assistance and is a uh, desperately need advocates representing from the East Coast. So we encourage uh, these avenues of uh, awareness. Uh, you can contact Ken Posner at 732-608-9696 or email uh, kennethposner65 at gmail.com. I also put their flyer in this week's newsletter, so there's more information uh, regarding the TI Awareness Meetup. Um, scheduled support group meeting so today. Uh, Amy uh, from Oregon is uh, organized a uh, support group meeting. Um, so we wish her well with uh, the outcome of that. And uh, uh, Laura Seattle group is meeting July 16th from 1 p.m. to 2:30 p.m. at the Seattle Public Library, 12755 Greenwood Avenue North. Uh, contact Laura Solway at 206. 365-6139 or Curtis Kimball at 817-901-8720. And I think 
Um, so also, we need support group leaders for Missouri and Florida. Elvira has stepped down. Uh, she's been getting pretty horrific um, targeting, uh, and she's been around for a long time, and we really appreciate her efforts and all the uh, positive activism and advocacy that she has offered throughout the years. Uh, but we do need uh, new support group leaders for a lot of states, but Missouri and Florida, if you have a support group or uh, one you'd like to put together, uh, please contact the support group coordinator, Amy Later, and her phone number is 971-207-3401. Okay. A lot, of good, a lot of good stuff going on. So, let me get to the screen here. Uh, hi, Dwight. Welcome to the call. Hey there. Hi. <laughs> you can always hit the phone down. When is she ever going to be quiet? Hey, hey, Shelly, I'm here. Uh, can you give me about five minutes? You betcha. No problem. Thank you so much for coming in and uh, giving us an update, and I really appreciate all your efforts. I'm getting I'm getting a lot of noise on, on my end. Is anybody else having that problem? I hear it, too. So let me go through. I think I probably know where it's at. Yeah, I hear it, too. I think it's, it sounds to me like somebody has their computer sound up, you know? How's that? Is it well, on now? Well, they have their phone and the computer on and the sound up because it usually follows when we talk, then you hear the noise. And then when we don't talk, you don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, you know, that's right. I don't hear it now. Hope that. Yeah, please hit star six if you got like the TV and your speakers are causing reverb in the background. So that uh, I, I heard it during the announcements and I thought, oh gosh, because usually I mute the room. But I thought, well, you know, it, so far it was, uh, I didn't hear a lot of noise. But of course, the minute you start the announcements, it's, you know. <laughs> so um, that's our world. Yep. Anyways, um, so very excited to. Um, to welcome uh, Dwight back, of course, and then uh, uh, halfway through the call, Joe Esposito, uh, we're going to be talking about, and I know, Linda, you talked about this on your call last night, uh, ways to approach uh, uh, awareness for, um, you know, EMF harmful frequencies. And so I, I think that's a positive move. I think it's something that we, uh, you know, need to be more educated with because, uh, I mean, I was surprised that they were, the SEC was really willing to, engage me in my questions. Uh, and I said, well, you know, you guys are letting loose this, this new 5G. And I said, what about, you know, citizens that are being affected, uh, you know, the medical problems with, with these, uh, with all these different non-regulated uh, frequencies? And right. so, and I said, you know, then I go, and then, you know, who, who do we call to try and get help? And, you know, she even said, well, if you think that they're coming into your home because frequencies do leak, uh, and they all, you know, some of them are can reach high levels. Anything outside of a ten, she would definitely be uh, drawing concern to. Uh, and that, um, um, and I said, well, how can we detect them ourselves and to to create evidence that these these um, high frequencies are invading our home? Right. And uh, she uh, directed me to the uh, the office of engineering. Uh, so I think that's an avenue that we can also check out. Is it, were they uh, helpful? Was the engineering office helpful? Well, I didn't go to the engineering help, uh, office because I, I, my mission was complete. I got a, a kind of a backdoor uh, 
Yeah. You know, we were looking for numbers to call for the FCC good, good, and yeah. trying to get through without having to wait a half hour, you know. All right. All right. So, um, but I did get the number to the uh, engineering and uh, oh, to good. the secretary. <laughs> good. Yeah. So, um, no, Joe is uh, all, he's going to come in and talk about it because uh, um, he has listed five different numbers uh, that we can call and, uh, and uh, you know, a, a mini script that we can all participate in. Um, and then, I, again, um, I, I do need, you know, about 10 people to help follow up uh, with Dave's call. And it's, you know, a simple script. Uh, just, the, you know, all you have to do is really uh, talk about uh, Dave, the first couple of sentences on his outline or his press release yeah. uh, without going into our own personal stories and just saying, wow, you know, I think it's a really, uh, it's a public and safety health issue that uh, deserves uh, immediate attention. And, uh, um, you know, he's a brilliant guy. I mean, just uh, encourage them to, to print the story, to talk about the story. So um, I really would like to get about 10 people to follow up after press releases, to, you know, while he's in these um, areas so that we become more effective working as a team to get to better uh, awareness for Dave. So anyone wants to help? With the follow-up, you know, uh, get a hold of Ella or, or Bella or myself, and uh, and uh, we we uh, we fine-tuned it, and, um, and we really we need to we need people to help follow up with the calls, and it's not a big deal. You know, it, it takes maybe you know two uh, minutes of your time. So if you make some noise in the background, please hit star six, or I'll meet the whole room. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Welcome. I see a bunch of people coming in late. Thank you. Let me know when you're ready, Dwight. He's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so cute. <laughs> um, if you guys have any questions, like, you know. Sh- you Shirley. Yeah. Uh, I'm ready. Okay. Uh, well, hi, Dwight. It's been a while since you came in and, and uh, enlightened nice us man. with your presence and, and updated <laughs> your... <laughs> Uh, how you how you doing? What? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm You're vacating, all right. vacating the entertainment room. Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, went kayaking today uh, for the first time and uh, went out and bought a couple of kayaks. And me and uh, Emily went to Lake Blaylock. And had a ball. I loved it. What did you do? Kayaking. Kayaking. I'm jealous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm jealous. That sounds like fun. I, I've, I've done a lot of uh, kayaking and, 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 and rafting and tubing and <laughs> fishing and things like that. Well, that's, mm-hmm. that's, believe it or not, that is one of the uh, best tours a TI can do is get closer to nature, and, and we're going to talk about some of that tonight. Cool. Yeah, um, as I stated, there's been several emails, uh, people getting slammed in their cars, um, and so, um, you know, uh, so, you know, telling people what they can do. I mean, I also have... Uh, I heard different people talk about it. I mean, because it becomes a 
almost a, you know, your car becomes a conductor with all that computer equipment and all that stuff in it. Is that is there any truth to that? Well, no. You're, you're basically you're basically the conductor. Uh, you're insulated from from the earth. You're riding on four rubber wheels. No, actually, the uh, electronics in your car can help you, and I'm going to explain that and try. Uh, right now, I'm working on some new new illustrations that, uh, for those that are are not technically capable, I'm making. I, I thought about it, and you can you can make this simple travel interference device with just a wire and some tinfoil, aluminum foil. Uh, okay. You don't need any anything else, and, and I'll explain that in a little bit. But I'm. I've been experimenting with it. I promised somebody a copy of this illustration. Uh, I think she's up in Massachusetts. And uh, I I said, I can't put down exact uh, measurements unless I experiment with it and see what works best. And right now I'm I'm, uh, trying to figure out the exact measurements of how much aluminum foil you would need to make the perfect plug for the cigarette lighter. All right. So, Interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I that, that's good that you're checking that out, right, because the finger in the socket is a little scary. <laughs> I mean, I, believe, I, mean I, I, I could absolutely do the wire, and I stick my finger in there. I don't, I'm not afraid of it, but... Uh, some people go, oh, my gosh, I'm not, I don't want to stick my finger in that, in that light, you know, the cigarette lighter. Um, but there's more to it than that, right? Uh, you you probably wouldn't even hurt yourself if you stuck your finger all the way in, in the cigarette lighter. We're only talking about 12 bolts. But the barrel mm-hmm. of the cigarette lighter, the outside barrel, is the negative side. And the very bottom, a uh, little nail head in the bottom is the only positive power that that you have. But, yeah, the, the, the whole theory uh, behind using the negative side of this DC circuit is, uh, hold on a minute. Okay. Uh, Get comfortable, don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, no, the whole theory behind the car system uh was first introduced to me when I first became a target in 2006 by John Mecca out of New York. He runs the uh, website, I think it's called us-government-torture.com. But uh, he he uh, gave me a schematic for the DC interference motor. And you could go to, uh, you can go to Radio Shack and buy this, one and a half volt motor for about two dollars, and then you buy one and a half volt uh, battery holder, and uh, you probably don't even need four foot of wire. But you uh, solder the uh, positive side to the positive side of the battery as short a piece of wire as you can, and then from the negative side of the battery, you go around your neck and back down to the motor, and then the idea is to make a little pennant out of it. But the, the back side of the where it touches your neck 
you want to skin that wire so that the copper touches your neck. And the theory in this was that the, the brushes in the little DC motor would place a frequency or an interference across your skin. Now, all of okay. my research... Oh, wait, now, wait a minute. I, I got the one point. I got the one and a half volt motor and the one and a half battery holder. Yeah, one and a half volt battery holder. And then, and then you solder. You 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 solder the uh, battery holder to the positive side of the motor or the lead of the motor, and then you uh, as short as possible. And then the other side of the battery, you go around your neck and back to the motor, to the other side of the motor you lead, solder, and and, the and then motor. and then where it touches your neck in the back, you want to. Take a razor blade and, and uh, strip that wire. And the theory is the negative side of the circuit, you're picking up all the harmonics from the brushes of the motor, and, and it's placing a small uh, but effective interference across your skin. And, and that theory is true about the car, except in the car, you have a more powerful DC circuit. You have a more powerful interference, uh, a bigger, way much bigger harmonics uh, coming from the alternator. And it's also a chaotic interference because your motor is varying speeds. Your alternator's going up and down. It's not always cycling at the same RPMs. So you're, you're, putting chaotic interference on your body uh, okay. to, to help. To, to, to me, it kept me from be, getting my attention taken by one of the perp sounds, uh, one of their threats, one of the, uh, anything. It, it kept, it was almost like cloaking yourself. The first time I tried it, I said, wow, I can't believe this. And so uh, that's when I turned around and made the device to travel with uh, using the same contact pad and in the vehicle as I do with the earthing device. But uh, my research since we talked last has been mainly to put in perspective and retroflect on what I learned as a TI coming up uh, talking with uh, Robert Duncan, talking with the uh, various people, and, and it was mostly uh, conversations with Robert Duncan that 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 were key in my path to a defense. And I'm going to explain uh, here lately. I've been trying to research on why my defense worked so well and. What I'm finding out is is amazing stuff that I would have never thought of. For instance, uh, it is it is purely my opinion that we're under a quantum attack. Uh, quantum mechanics are being used, and when you talk about quantum mechanics, it's uh, the the behavior of uh, matter and interactions with energy, uh, like on the subatomic particle, at, uh, say an atom, uh, uh, an, an electron, a proton, a photon, a muon, 
uh, we're dealing with uh, quantum physics mainly because, and here's one thing that I I found amazing was that uh, the laws of physics of, the, of our reality, our world, matter. Uh, matter and frequencies or waves have similar properties. In other words, matter has a frequency. Well, believe it or not, waves or frequencies have a matter. In other words, uh, light is on the the, uh, the visible frequency. Uh, light or heat also is it can't be ske- scheduled there. Uh, but but uh, let's take uh, light. Light, uh, the matter part of light is a photon. They they discovered that uh, frequencies have matter also. So everything is interconnected. Now, if you look at a, a pictures of our world or earth the electromagnetic field is said to be a, a huge uh similar to a huge coal if you look at a picture of uh, human frequency if, if you go and google human frequency and go to images you'll see a picture of a man's body with that same energy field now, a lot of my research recently has pointed out that man can sense the magnetic field of the earth, that we do have a sixth sense, and more horrifying yet is that we may all be entangled within that magnetic field of the earth. Uh but anyway, in, in quantum physics, you have superpositions, and that's where uh, two objects can impose their characters on each other uh, without taking over. And then you have entanglement, which is also similar. Um, but but w- what surprised me is I always thought frequencies, sound, waves, uh light even were just waves uh i never knew that they actually contain matter they have energy and the scientists used to think that the wider the light or the brighter the light the more energy it had but uh the, the most energy comes from those frequencies that we can't visibly see or do not have the brightest light such as blue light, uh, uh, infrared, uh, well, ultraviolet. Some of those light waves have more energy than white light. uh, And their photons can actually create electricity if they hit something metal. Uh, If you do the research on uh, quantum mechanics and look at how photons are light, uh, let's see, I, I, I wrote it down here somewhere. But anyway, I, fa- I found a very important page 
And and also, if you if you ever looked at that earthing book that I keep putting out everywhere, it's on issuu.com. There's a section in there called Antenna, I believe it is. And it talks about how we live in, in my opinion, uh, chemtrails and everything that our government is doing, our countries are doing, has to do with electrifying our environment. It appears that they're wanting to put more power into the environment. Mm -hmm. Uh, They may have tapped into the electromagnetic field of the earth and found out that, yes, we are all entangled within this field. And yes, everything we say, think, or do travels within this electromagnetic field called the gauze of the earth. So, uh, it's a quantum physics problem to the atomic level. So it's all pointing back to the day Dr. Robert Duncan uh, in our little class started talking about EPR. Uh, EPR kind of amazed me because everything in the quantum physics that I'm reading also returns to spin. And right now I'm trying to research why spin is so important in our universe. But anyway, uh, normally the, you know, the atoms in our body, most of the chemicals and ions that we use uh, have balanced electrons on the valence ring. Yeah, I see here that you, you posted uh, quantum computers explain uh, limits of human technology. I'm, I'm going to post that because uh, I think you, you're talking that the, on Facebook you posted that. Uh, it's a video. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, you can learn about, yeah, there's a video on the, uh, I posted uh, yesterday on explaining quantum computing. Uh, Robert got, got to asking a question about quantum computing. He thinks he's got a program or a way that he can program quantum computing without using superconductors or, or the need to be at absolute zero. But uh, anyway, I thought I'd throw in that little video. I, I, I needed a refresher anyway. So I thought that video that I posted was a good explanation. If you watch it uh, long enough, you'll start to see what they're talking about. Only the, I'm still a little stuck on the superpositioning. The entanglement I kind of understand. Uh, and that may be because of my experience being entangled as a TI, or that's what you feel like. Uh, we're entangled with somebody's radio that keeps talking. But anyway, um, I began to do research, or my research, along everything that Robert was talking about back in 2008, I think it was, about EPR and also why he was making us do physics calculations on the gauze of the earth in our area. And that is why my defense shifted from shielding 
to simply interference and grounding or really you're grounding when you're uh, you're interfering when you're grounding but it's mostly interference uh, trying to interfere with any signals that are interfering with your life and it's easily done uh, I did the research on the conductivity of the skin the skin is very conductive you don't have to put a thousand connections to your body just one little simple connection uh, you know one little contact pad you don't have to say, uh, what if I put three contact pads coming off this uh, home ground? Well, I don't know that it's going to do any better. It only takes a connection. Okay, what are you doing when you connect yourself to ground? Let's get everybody to understand that. What you're doing is you're trying to dissipate the energies that is being Induced onto your body just sitting in your home. That's one thing you're trying to do. Sitting in your home, in your 120-volt home, in front of your computer, you could have as much as five volts uh, inducted onto your body. And you can actually measure this with a multimeter. In your kitchen, you may have up to 18 volts. Uh, It's all according to how your home's laid out, how your power's balanced. Uh, in your home, how your wiring runs and all that. But anyway, that's a bad environment for a human being to be in. Uh, That's why children are now having leukemia, brain tumors. Uh, In my opinion, that's why we have more cancers and all that, because we're living in a bad environment. That bad environment is your own home. So when you ground yourself in your own home, you're avoiding the induction Created when the you walk through the fields, sit in the fields, you're avoiding that induction just in case they're hijacking any signals on your home wiring, etc. You're draining that the ground. Your skin is very conductive, and I keep researching and trying to find something on biological induction, and I cannot find anything about biological induction. But if you can look at, if you can think in your mind of a man standing here and say, let's say I have a, let's say I have 158,000 free radicals in my body. So I have 158,000 single electrons, and now they're pulsing a signal in the air at 60 hertz. That's 60 pulses per second. So now every one of those 158,000 electrons are now spinning, flipping poles in my body. This is called EPR, electron paramagnetic resonance. They, They are actually resonating your body to visualize you with uh, and so, in a quantum physics world, what do you want to do? You want to eliminate at least 130,000 of those free radicals in your body so that you will not be tortured on a maximum level. All right. How do you do that? It takes time and touching the earth 
and you can do that in your home. And of course, also, uh, Dr. Robert Duncan talked about these signals may even be piggybacked on the galls of the earth, the magnetic galls of the earth. So what do you do? That's where the magnet comes in handy. Now, why such a strong pull force? It's not really the pull force that I'm looking for. It is that 14,500 to 50 that this magnet is putting off. I want to try to interfere with the gauze so that if these signals are coming in on the gauze of the earth, I slept with that thing around my head, all over my body, anywhere that I was attacked. And believe it or not, those attacks went away. Uh, sexual stimulations, muscle spasms, electrical shocks. Uh, if you get the right size magnet, and I did recommend 400 to 500 pound pull force because that, that worked for me. Uh, also, while, while you're mentioning the magnets, uh, do you recommend, you know, putting the south side, of course, away from you, or does it matter? Uh, you know, that strong of a uh, pull, do you, you know, how far away from your head do you recommend? How far away from your body? I mean, do you put it directly on parts that are causing you pain? Uh, Shelly, I researched all over the internet to try to find anything bad about using magnets for help. I found nothing bad at all about it. Now, they recommend the north side, but I really wasn't using the magnetic force, uh, and, and I don't know why they recommend the north side, but uh, yeah. it didn't matter to me. I wrapped, okay. dropped it in a heavy-duty sports sock. Uh, mine was four inches by six inches by one inch thick, poles on the flat side. I dropped, dropped it in a heavy-duty sports sock, uh, brought the toe around again, dropped it in the sock for a second time, and then cuffed the rest of the sock back to make it into a small pillow. And like I said, any time I felt a tingle, an electrical shock, a muscle spasm, a sucker punch to the stomach, whatever, I ran back to my bed, laid down, took that magnet that's sitting in the center of my bed, and I set it on it. Uh, flat side, you know, pole, one pole was pointing down. I don't know whether it was north or south. It didn't matter to me. But, uh, testing it with a Tesla meter, it had a EMF three foot on each end opposite of the pole, 90 degrees from the poles. So I really didn't measure how long it was going directly at the pole. In other words, I set the magnet flat down on the table, but I came toward it by just inching the Tesla meter toward the magnet on the table. So that wasn't on the pole side. That was on the ends. And it still had a three-foot gauze on either side of the magnet. Uh, the Tesla meter would pick it up within three foot. So you're talking about six-foot gauze sitting there, you know, magnetic field. Uh I'm going to say four to six foot. I'm not going to say six foot. I, it was probably somewhere in the 
between two and three. Uh, but anyway, you've got this big gauze that you're messing up. And again, I've said this before, I only used that magnet six to eight months before I accidentally uh, left it at, at a hotel in Myrtle Beach. Uh, but then when I got home, I realized I didn't need it anymore. Uh, I was no longer getting the muscle spasms, the electrical shocks, the tingles and all. Now, I still have a slight V2K, but it's so slight that it, it isn't bothering me. I haven't been attacked or tortured. I don't have sleep deprivation anymore. Uh, that all stopped uh, around March of 2014. However, I continued and uh, found Dr. Perrier, uh, Dr. Benjamin Collagen. I got their full reports. I was fully disabled by Social Security for electronic harassment. However, they, they still uh, will not put the reason I'm disabled in my record. So, Well, I mean, that's, I want to get back to that, but uh, someone asked in the chat, is there some kind of a diagram that helps us, uh, you know, create a picture, you know, for the grounding in your vehicle? Okay, I, I'm going to explain that. For the okay. grounding in vehicle, it's so simple. Uh, if you've seen the diagram of how I fold the wire up in the aluminum for the contact pad that you wear for the earthing device, I've sent that out to hundreds and hundreds of people. Uh, the main thing is, let's just say if you've got a, uh, let's say you're in your vehicle, you've got a six-foot piece of wire. Take and strip six to eight inches, let's say eight inches of the wire on one end, tear off eight inches of uh, aluminum foil, start on the side, and start folding it in into the, the bare copper, into the aluminum foil, and flatten it as you go into about a two-inch rectangle. Now you've got a two-inch rectangle of aluminum foil with bare copper. Now fold it three into thirds, three times. Now that's going to roll the wire up in order to hold it into the aluminum foil. Now you want to flatten that down as flat as possible, and it will go pretty flat. And that's going to be your contact pad that you're just going to stick in the waistband uh, against your skin. Now, the other end, you're going to do the same thing, but figure out how to fold it up enough into the aluminum foil to stick it in the cigarette lighter. But before you stick it in the cigarette lighter, you're going to find a piece of plastic, a milk carton, a Coca-Cola bottle, whatever, and you're going to cut out enough to fit in that hole like a coin. You're going to cut out, uh, let's say you cut a soda bottle in half, lay a nickel down on half of the soda bottle on the inside, and circle it with the razor blade. Drop that in the bottom of the cigarette lighter. Now you've got an insulator. Drop two or three of them in there. Now you've got an insulator to keep you from touching that positive connection. Uh, you can use a glass marble. If you got a glass marble, just drop a glass marble down in there. Use a, 
Let me think of what else. Uh, if you got a little piece of rubber, drop a piece of rubber in there. Just something to insulate you from touching the bottom of that cigarette lighter. Now, for that other end of the wire, you strip. Just take tin foil and wrap it up in there, and and keep wrapping it up, balling it up, and make it round as the cigarette lighter, and just shove it in there. Problem solved. It didn't take any technical expertise. Or anything. Now you've got just the negative. Doesn't the aluminum foil block the? Don't you want to get some kind of a? I mean, so you're trying to ground, but won't the aluminum foil block the grounding? I mean, I. I No, you're not grounding in this instance. This isn't grounding. This this is the this is the travel device. You want to use the negative side of the car's power because you want to pick up the noise on the electrical wires on the negative side. You want to pick up the harmonics. Uh, there's no power there. It's the, it's the DC side, uh, the negative side. There's no, no way you can get shocked or electrocuted. You don't feel nothing, but it throws that noise onto your skin. And uh, I've even got a little illustration already uh, drawn up about it. Uh, if you can picture yourself traveling down the road in a car, your car's negative. You're sitting in the car and you're positive. You're red positive because you're just an, uh, an antenna sitting there, not not in any other circuit. You're you're a human being, but you're you're charged. What would be the best thing to do? Blend in with your environment. You just get in on the car's negative uh, side of the DC circuit. All the harmonics now are across your skin, and it works. Um, To this day, that's the one thing I use every time I drive, and the reason is because I was in so many accidents when I started to be a TI, they were always getting my attention. They were always creating, uh, distracting me. Uh, and since I started wearing this this distraction or this interference device, I have never had a wreck. Um, okay, so I've you, never, you, had, you, never had a problem. All right, so you're taking you're taking this copper wire, but you, can you just buy the copper wire? You said you have to strip like eight inches on one side, eight inches on the other. Or can you just buy the copper wire? Oh, if, if you go to Lowe's, or better yet, most of your automotive stores have some good strippers at a good price. I was looking at them uh, the day before yesterday. I, I went in there to check on a, a replacement turn signal light, and I went over by the wire, and they actually have good wire there, too. It's a, it's a GPS automotive wire. You want that because it's... It's real limber. It's not stiff. You don't want no stiff wire. You know, it's so limber that you will forget you've even got it stuck in your waistline. I mean, it's so limber you'll you'll get up and go to the bathroom and it'll jerk you backward. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's the most comfortable. You want a nice limber, and this is a GPS wire. If you go into Lowe's or something, uh, they might try to get you to buy a THHN, which is a, a industrial wire for power mainly, and conduit runs, and you don't want 
THHN. Uh, an MPW wire would be good, but uh, most most of the automotive stores, the wire is a GPS, nice limber wire, and I would advise 14 average wire gauge. Now, you can get the 12, which is bigger wire, uh, but I wouldn't go as low as 16 because 16, the copper's so small in there, you can snap that wire uh you pull it too hard or something, but um, hey, you can go to you can go to Lowe's and you can get a twenty foot roll of the fourteen average wire gauge wire and a blister pack for five bucks. Blister pack. Yeah, it, plastic blister pack. Sorry. Okay. 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 So it, now uh, I'm going to go in order here. There's a couple questions, uh, and then uh, also there's a question in the queue. Uh, Irving maps. Do those work? Earthing mats. Now, when you get into buying these products online, here's my problem. And I'm going to tell you because I started there. I started uh, initially with the Radio Shack static straps. Uh, They are straps for working on electronics on the workbench. You want to make sure you don't have a static charge on your body. So you you wear these static straps when you're working with uh, uh, very sensitive IC circuitry or or microchips. And as a uh, computer builder in the past, uh, I I knew to always wear these, so I had some around of the Radio Shack brand. And so when I started getting targeted, I, I tried those. And then I said, I wonder what the continuity is. Now, for those that don't know a lot about electricity, continuity is is uh, think of a pipe. You got a three inch pipe, but it's plugged up with trash and garbage. Now you have a restriction. You don't have full continuity or full flow because you have a restriction in your wire or in your pipe. Uh, it's stopped up. Now if you had the the right pipe, and it wasn't plugged up, you had good continuity, you're getting a better flow. So anyway, I measured the continuity, and you do that with the multimeter by going to resistance, and you read from one end to the other. You want to know how many ohm resistance is in this wire from where I'm plugging it into the wall to where I'm touching my skin. And most of the static devices including the mats, the bedspreads, the sheets, and all that, have a very large resistance. Well, not very large. Uh, I I was reading uh, uh, 500 mega-ohms on the uh, uh, static wrist straps, and I wasn't satisfied with that because, uh, you know, to me, that's that's a plugged pipe. I I want a dead short to ground. I want to be dead shorted to the earth. Uh, Again, these static straps, static maps, uh, mats, and and even those sheets and all that you buy for your bed, they have one thread in them that has a micro thread of maybe copper wound up into that one thread, and that one thread may only be used every eight inches in that sheet. So whether you're touching 
that copper, wherever it may be, wrapped up into that one thread or spiraled into that one thread running at least once every eight inches in that sheet, uh, whether you're getting a, a full contact with it or not is, is just unknown. So to me, I would rather have 14 average wire gauge or bigger, 12, 10, but, you know, you get 12, 10, you get bigger, and that's clumsy and uncomfortable. But 14 is comfortable, and the GPS wire is real limber. You want to unroll it and take the memory out of it before you start using it. You do that just by pulling it through your fingers to get the cold memory out, and then it's real limber. Uh, I only actually use probably 10 to 12 foot out of, out of a 20-foot roll. That's more than enough to plug in beside your bed or plug in beside your computer. Uh, that's more than enough. Uh, but anyway, the reason I wanted that uh, unrestricted flow is because one of the main things you want to do to your body as a targeted individual is to reduce the quantum potential inside your body that they're now using against you. Uh, again, I was talking earlier about chemtrails and all this. In my opinion, that was a way to electrify the airwaves. And if these were moats, then you have you breathed in these moats. And moats are, are what we call nano uh, c- computers. Uh, smart dust or moats were designed to sprinkle up from overhead. And they weren't designed to have enough power to talk distances. They were only designed to talk dust particle to dust particle. So now you have these this dumped across the landscape. Uh, one of these smart dust particles talks to the next one, talks to the next one, talks to the next one, until there is a large communication place. But smart dust... Uh, I imagine requires or, or does electrify the air a little bit. Anyway, the free radicals in your body, now that they're pulsing this 60 hertz mm-hmm. microwave in the air, and you've got these electrons spinning 60 times per second in your body, it now matches the 60 hertz cycle of your home electricity. Now, can you or are you being inducted through an induction of being in that field, just like they say that we're all entangled in the earth's gulf? Can they entangle you in an induced EMF field? So anyway, my theory of self-defense is to remove the potential. And in removing the potential, I, I balanced out the free radicals in my body with the earthy. I used the magnet to interfere. If these signals are coming in or piggybacked on the gauze of the earth, I have now reintroduced a 14,800 gauze around my head, around my body, that may have interfered communications broke contact eventually with every one of my problems because they okay, all and, went away. And, 
and you, and you recommend just one one of those uh, 400, 500 pound uh, pole for that's that should be sufficient, correct? You're right. Do not get more than one of these magnets unless you're going to put them on a system that will attach them to something and they will never come loose or be able to move uh, for the purposes of, of, these are expensive magnets, uh, one. Uh, these are powerful magnets, two. You don't want to carry them around. You don't want to be moving around with them. You don't want to go in and out of your car. Your car is made of steel. You don't want to be running around your house because this thing will mess up electronics. You want to leave it in the center of your bed in that nice little cushion and sleep with it every night or during the day. If you feel a, a, a sexual assault, an attack, an electrical assault, whatever, you go back to your bed, you lay down, you put that magnet on that area, and you just relax, and then within 20 minutes, it's gone, and I doubt it'll ever come back again. Uh, I, I did that with, like I said, I only used my magnet six to eight months, so I don't know how long it actually really took. But in my opinion, every, like I had the bad muscle spasm in the lower left abdomen. That was always spasming. I, I couldn't stop it. Uh, I only used the magnet once or twice in that area, and it never came back. The, the electrical shocks. Let me see. Where was the worst place I would get the electrical shocks? Um, uh, a, lot of, a lot of people complain of headaches. and. Uh, yeah, uh, in the headaches. temple. In the temple, I would get these stabbing uh, like somebody just take their finger and stab you in the temple and it would last about 10 minutes and then go away. And sometimes it would leave a red mark. Yeah, I took that magnet, I lay it beside my head and I slept with it all night long and never again, you know. Within the four to six to eight, four to six to eight months, I don't know, they, they were eliminated. Uh, all the assaults were now i kept the sleep deprivation i was still woke up by sound noise uh they still were able to shoot the adrenaline to me uh-huh. to make me high to make me hyper before i'd go to bed so I, I kept even though i was able to stop the torture the pain i kept the uh sleep deprivation the B2K, uh, some days the B2K would just drive me crazy with the whining. And, you know, after a while, you concentrate on it too much. It would drive you crazy by itself. But uh, there was a point when uh, it was so loud I could hear them if I was standing in dead silence. I could hear every word they said. At one point, it was that loud. Uh, when I started recording it, they started turning the volume down, and I know what you're talking about the sleep deprivation and they uh, how they almost they I don't know they mimic um, I, I can't quite explain it, but uh, right before you go to bed, you, uh, sometimes I feel like you know you want to crawl out of your skin. 
you know, that kind of thing yeah, where, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you just get hit with adrenaline and, and you might mm-hmm. just start sweating and it might be 65 degrees. <laughs> but anyway, uh, for all you people that say, well, there's people talking about implants. I know I'm not implanted. Well, I had no idea that I was implanted either. But one of the first jobs I took after becoming a TI uh, as a project as a project engineer at BMW, we were starting to use RFID more and more on various parts. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, so they needed somebody to study for the new line uh, what RFD we were going to use for the vehicles. So I went to the Siemens RFID uh, 600, RF600 course, which is their highest uh, RFID unit that is based on all frequencies, including military and even those that uh, are restricted to government. But uh, it's two large antennas. I'd say they was uh, they were probably uh, 12 inches by 8 inches square. Uh, they were probably 14 foot high, or not that high. Let's see, probably about 10 foot high, 14 foot apart for this demonstration, 14 to 15 foot apart. Uh, The the, uh, antennas worked on a black box unit. The black box unit would go green if RFID was present. And then it's connected to a programmable logics controller that would have the programming for whatever you put into your RFID chips. Now, RFID chips, they come blank. Or, or they may have a number, but you have to put your information into it. What? Uh, let me give you a, uh, our scenario: is if we were uh, building a, a Z4 Roadster, uh, it would have the Z4 Roadster inform- uh, on there. It would have the bin number. It would have the body number. Uh, it might have the paint color, all in the RFID chip, all the information. What what car is this? It may even have the owner's name in that chip. So I'm in class, and I'm interested in knowing, so I go up to the antennas, and I throw my right arm in there, and the thing goes off. And the instructor looks over there, and he says, oh. So I throw my left hand in there, and it goes off. And it really scared me. And, and the instructor says, well, you have medical RFID, don't you? I said, how would you tell? He said, well, the unit doesn't go green and make that noise unless it detects an RFID chip. I said, well, you got me. And I sat down. But uh, <laughs> I know I was as pale as a ghost uh, because it even scared me. But after the class, uh, our Sometime during one of the classes, I asked him, I said, uh, is there any way you can read the information on the medical chips? He said, no, not without the program. So anyway, that was my first, the first time I knew that electronics or chips were involved. The second time was uh, that I knew was when I went to Madrid, Spain. I uh, went to see a Dr. Massa north of Madrid, and he inspected me, and he went straight to the places that I first noticed when 
after I was attacked, like my ears. First thing he did, he wanted to look behind my ears. And if anybody heard my interview uh, on the old FFCHS, uh, after I was attacked, I woke up found super glue. I felt like surgical super glue behind my ears. And of course, in Madrid, the doctors did find that I do have devices behind my ears. So, um, and they said they would take them out, but uh, I would get no report or no, I would not get the devices or the report. And I really didn't have the time to stay or even though it was cheap, uh, I really didn't have the time to get it done, you know. That was besides, a, when, that's when you went abroad, right? That wasn't here in the States. Right. That's when I went to Madrid. But uh, by then, I was learning to know how to control it. But I, I want to tell everybody that one thing I noticed in my experimentation, uh, the first time somebody said, hey, if you go diving and you dive down to the 60-foot level, you can break and get rid of them. So, hey, I'm in for that. I took up diving. I got my license. <laughs> I went to Lake Jokesi. I went to as deep as 128 feet, uh, which is about eight feet over recreational diving. And you can't break this, this thing. It's, it's not that easy. But the point I want to make is every time we went diving, the, the, the people I went diving with always wanted to camp out. And I, I would always say, this is crazy, man. Uh, well, the first time I did it, I said, this is crazy. I'm going out here, and I'm going to sleep in a tent on the ground. I'm a target already in a house, a brick home, and I'm going to go outside and lay open to a canvas tent. But I was shocked. The first time I went, I was shocked. And it is now my most sincere opinion that the closer you are to the earth, the less likely that you'll be attacked at all, period. If you are being attacked and it's driving you nuts and as warm as the weather is right now, go outside, find you a nice spot in the grass, lay down, and within 30 minutes you'll be chipper as anything. But the thing you need to do is make you an earthing device to sleep with every night. And it, again, people people have taken these things or they've tried it and it didn't do nothing instantly. It's not going to do anything instantly. Uh, even if it did nothing at all for your targeting, what it does for your health is, uh, you know, you might say, well, who wants to live tortured as we are? I'm pretty sure that your torturing will be diminished, but your health, uh, I've said this a thousand times. I woke up about a year ago and decided that I'm 30 years old again after earthing for four years. I, I just, I got rid of all of my medical problems. Uh, I don't take any medications. I was using a sleep apnea machine. I don't need it anymore because you don't snore when you're grounded. I found this to be amazing. Uh, again, if you haven't read the book on earthing, it's at 
I-S-S-U-U dot com forward slash earthing. Uh, go back and read the part about antenna on uh, page 59 uh, about being an antenna. Uh, no, 59 is inflammation. Uh, there you'll find out about inflammation. And inflammation is the start of all illnesses, sicknesses, and diseases. Why should you sub- subject yourself to inflammation when you keep it away? Uh, uh, again, earthing is a quantum physics fix for the TI. It is a quantum physics fix. It just takes time. But while you're grounded or earth, you're no longer subjected to the electrification of your environment because you're drowning, you're draining everything away. And again, the magnetic flux is to keep the galls, is to interfere with the galls. If, like Dr. Robert Duncan says, they are piggybacking signals on the galls of the earth, there's no escaping that. The galls of the earth runs under its own power around the world. It does not diminish. It does not slow down. Although I did read an article lately where it says the magnetic flux of the earth is weakening. Uh, There's a big correlation between the magnetic flux of the earth and every human being on this earth. Uh, There's a big correlation with everything. You've got to learn to control at least one aspect of your targeting. At least one aspect. You've got to either balance your free radicals out, interfere with uh, DC devices. You can't use AC devices for interference, by the way. If anybody is thinking of, hey, why don't I just send it through this power DC power supply? Uh, do not tr- attempt that. Uh, do not do anything with AC. I've done that, and everything I attempted usually ended up not too good. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I was going through so many batteries. I said, well, I'm going to take this uh, DC power supply I got. I'm going to just jump it down to 12 volt, uh, down to one and a half volts and run my little motors off of it while I sleep. Uh-uh. Uh, somehow, something will send a charge through that you won't like. It happened to me. I don't know why. I can't explain it. Uh, but any AC connection, even filtered, uh, step down with the power supply, filtered, turn to DC, it still would not work. And it usually ended up bad. So the only interference was DC circuits. It was on the negative side. Uh, that are not connected to any AC source. Okay. Uh, uh, so uh, one person's right. been waiting a long time like, to ask you a question, I believe. Yeah, let, let's, yeah let's do that. <laughs> no, I mean, I just, I, I muted him. Uh, Central Massachusetts, and then there's other people in the chat, but... Uh, I, by the time, but I keep. By the time we bring it up, it's already been kind of. But anyways, go ahead, Central Massachusetts. Welcome. Do you have a question? Hello. Hi. Hello, Shelly. This is Brenda Font. Um, how's everybody? 
Good. How's it going? Oh, it's not 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 going any better. It's getting actually quite worse. But um, my concerns are this week. Um, I believe the targeting. Some of it is coming from my neighbors upstairs. And last week, I heard the gentleman screaming that he lost the signal to the first floor. And at that point, when he was on the phone frantic. Um, I couldn't feel any vibrations or anything going on with me. So I guess I didn't know what they were referencing when they were saying signal. And then shortly after that, I felt everything in my body kind of go back to normal and relaxation. So shortly after that, the wife came home and she's the bigger culprit of this in-house targeting. Um, and she's on the phone saying, calling somebody using my name, there's only one Brenda in this building, um, to find the signal. As they started to access my personal implants again, I became aware of places and spots in my body that I didn't know they were. I know where some of them are, but I didn't know, like they bounced on my left eye, which I know I have one day, and it was so intense, like I felt like my eyeball was coming out. She was frantic about, get it back on, get it back on, find it. And this is the conversation I'm hearing through the through the apartment that I live in. So as time went on, I sat there quietly, and um, I felt like two like one vibration behind my left ear, then another vibration behind my right ear. And then it kind of just sort of went to places I didn't know were implanted. Um, I know where some of them are because I use magnets myself and have for years. It, I've been a target for 40 years, but I've only been using the magnets for about 10. I don't have that big powerful one, though, which I have yet to purchase. But um, I was just wondering what the reference to signal, because he was screaming on the phone, I lost the signal, I lost the signal to the first floor. And I'm like, what is he talking about, signal? And it seems like what he does is he brings, they know where I am and they know where I'm sitting, but he seems to bring something with him room to room and blanket on the floor, his floor above my head. And whatever they is that he turns on, that's when my whole body starts vibrating. And then, like, lately, like yesterday morning, something that's running through the entire house has this whole place shaken. And I mean shaken, floors, ceilings, walls. And everything is just, like, the wood is vibrating, the walls are vibrating, the floors is vibrating, I'm vibrating. And I didn't know if my electrical box, fuse box, had anything to do with that or if that's even associated with the targeting, the fuse boxes, because there's been a lot of electrical concerns here at the property. Uh, 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 well, originally, I was under the impression that they were using something electrical because I was hearing them say, use the light on the nightstand, use right, the right. receptacle. I'm beginning to think that this was all just fake bull, bull that they were making me think. Uh, here's here's where I went in my targeting. Uh, I went from tortured to to shielding everything, shielding receptacles. You know, I put aluminum over receptacles. I, I took 
electronics and electrical stuff off my nightstands and got rid of stuff. And I've even been to TI's homes where they refuse to use the refrigerator because it's attacking them. I do not think this is happening. This is, uh, again, an induction. You're being induced to think this. And, and all these people, too, that think, hey, I'm not being electronically harassed. I'm just being gang-stalked. Everybody's after me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of tend to think uh, this is what Michael Bell thought to start with. And Michael Bell's the author of The Invisible Crime. Uh, you can purchase this book at uh, Barnes & Noble or in, uh, Amazon. Mm-hmm. I have it. But, but anyway, uh, well, I'm on page 102. I'm David, the engineer from Spartanburg, BMW. Um, and I'm also in the back back there, right above John Hall's name, where it says, thanks to the these special people and the targeted individuals. Without their help, I would not have made it through. And it's got uh, people like uh, Eleanor White and uh, Roger Tulsa's. Uh, but anyway, uh, it goes through a few more, and then there's me and John Hall. And mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, Michael thought he was just gangstop. No, this is bullshit. I, I don't have no implants. I'm not being electronically harassed. He doesn't even have B2K. Uh, he was just stalked. But then he went to Spain before I did uh, with Enrique, and there they found, with ultrasound, they found what looked like microchip above his navel, one mm-hmm. in each eyebrow. Uh, right. There were some in his gums. Uh, and and he tried to find surgeons to remove these. And out of 30, I think 36, 38 attempts, no surgeon would remove them because their their ideas, if it's not hurting you, it's not inflamed. It's not causing any problems. We're going to leave it alone. Uh, they don't realize that, uh, and, and it's my opinion, it's the same with the RFID chip. You know, they want to give it, give it, uh, make everybody have an RFID chip was, was one idea they wanted to use for Obamacare, where you went to the hospital uh, and they just scanned you. They didn't have to ask for your information and all that. Anything you put into your body, and I don't care if it's passive or active. And when I say passive or active, a passive chip has no power. It waits for a frequency to hit it, and that frequency activates it to send the signal back. It just bounces it back with the information. Now, that's passive. Now, an active one does have a power harvesting circuit in it, and it may harvest power from the ambient frequencies in the air, or it may harvest the power, uh, electrical power, from your chemical reactions in your body, muscle movement, etc. cetera. Uh, but anyway, anything that you put in your body, uh, whether it's passively tickled or it's actively tickled, I'm going to call it tickled, your nerve endings are going to go toward it. And once your nerve endings wrap around it, and usually on these RFID chips, you'll see a little silicon area. And that is usually the contact area. If your nerve endings wrap around this, you you have a connection. I don't care if it's an Obamacare RFID identification chip or what it is. Your nerve endings are going to attach to it because it's going to 
have a small charge, whether that charge comes from frequency outside to it and activates it, or whether it has a self-contained power system. Your nerves are going to attach to it. Oh, I see. But my point is, uh, there's something, whether it be a nanoparticle or a nanochip or a microchip or whatever, there's something that we've been poisoned with. And the quantum, the, the, the physics that they're now using uh, in government, military, they're trying to use power that is uh, natural to our environment, like the muon, which is a new particle of energy they found that comes from the sun. They found that it passes through everything. That's M-U-O-N, muon. Uh, they use it now to detect shipping containers coming across the ocean before they even get here. They use it to look through buildings. They use it to look through everything. Well, to me, the human potential is the free radical. If they can manipulate the electron in a free radical, they're manipulating your body, whether you oh, like it or not. If, if, if they can pulse a microwave into the air and just cause that electron to sit there and start spanning, they're manipulating it. Uh, now, what they're able to do with that is, is still an unknown. It's not printed about, but I imagine that just that movement in your body of that electron can create a bigger charge. Oh. Uh, it could probably uh, help with induction. Uh, it, it does make you visual. Even Robert Duncan has stated, yes, they're using EPR to see you with. Uh, if you think about it, if anybody's ever had an MRI, you went in and, and you saw a big old tunnel. That big old tunnel was nothing but a huge copper coal, the same as the Earth is. If you look at a drawing of the magnetic flux of the Earth, we are sitting in a big magnetic field. Right. Now, from satellite, why can't they do the same thing as an MRI machine can do? Why can't they just cut down through the magnetic field into layers and see everything? Who knows? They could be doing that. But anyway, uh, what you want to do um, is a targeted interview. Yeah. 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 I, I, well, I just I had I have Florida unmuted and. <laughs> so what, uh, all right. I, 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 are you, uh, are you, did you get all your questions answered, uh, Central Massachusetts? Not really. Um, I, can you just let him finish? Oh, I thought he was finished. I, well, well, was I, I, can, I can finish real quick. <laughs> the thing you need to do is to reduce reduce the potential in your body. Reduce the free radicals in your body. Eat organic. Try to eat better. Try to drink better water and, and touch the ground more. Make you a device to use your home ground circuit. Uh, like I said, I sleep all night grounded. I sit in front of my computer grounded. I sit in front of my TV grounded. I will never, never, ever, ever be in my home unless I am grounded. Now, outside, okay. I don't do a whole lot of walking barefooted on the earth. I don't do a whole lot of... Uh, now, I did kayak, and I am going to get out and get closer to nature. But uh, I, I, I was going to read a, st a little bit of a story that I had. I couldn't believe it. I read it today. It was about the targeted individual and how... 
getting closer to nature uh, does help because you're, you're at the lowest point. If you think of yourself in a big magnetic field, the Earth's uh, magnetic field, think of yourself wanting to get low so you're not an antenna and you're not picking up good. Um, getting back to nature can help help a lot. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, what you need to do is work more on earthing, getting rid of the free radicals in your body Okay. Uh, by earthing, not by taking uh, pills. Uh, don't go to the store and buy all these antioxidants and all this because no, no. you're probably doing more damage with the pills than you are. The quickest way, you need an electron in your body. The earth electrons that have nowhere to go. They're sitting there on the ground, uh, on the earth, uh, just looking for somewhere to go. And if your body has a need for them, when you touch the earth, that magnetic need will pull that electron up to repair that free radical, that atom that needs an electron. It's now going to pull, suck, you know, suck up a free electron from the earth. Now, when you say lay on the ground, do you, you mean put, can you put a blanket down or you just lay on the ground? No, no, you want to make contact with the ground. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, lay in the grass. Uh, you know, if you can, dig your feet into some dirt. Uh, mm-hmm. Get along the water's edge. Um, moist dirt is better conductive than dry dirt. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, but the best thing you can do is every home in the United States that was built after 1965 has a ground rod buried in the earth right under their electrical meter. Your home, if you've got three-pronged receptacles in your home, if it was built after 1965, it has to have an earth ground system. Mm -hmm. Use that earth ground. Now, don't use the two flat prongs. Buy you a replacement plug for a drop cord. Take the flat prongs out, hook your ground cord to it, Make you a contact pad. Use it. Next question. I appreciate you, and thank you so much for your time. Okay. Thanks. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Um, So, Florida, hi. Welcome. You have a question? I do. This is Beth. How are you? Great. How are you doing? Good. Hey, Dwight, with the 60 hertz. Why can't we um, why can't we put magnets in the cap? It's coming off a negative DC. Why can't there be something built um, to offset that in a vehicle? And I agree with you with the 60 hertz. I've been saying that for a long time. And what's happening is it, it's going it's coming from satellite and it's going through the cell tower and it's being it's actually being demodulized so that it can go into the vehicles when it comes down to the 60 hertz. And with the with the pulse in the vehicles, why can't? Because that's actually that's how they're repeating the signal. That's how the v, that's how they're doing the V2K. They're using a vehicle as a repeater. I couldn't figure out how they were doing the repeat of the signal because you have to have a boost in order to do the V2K, and that's what they're using. And that's no, why it's no, no, so no, prominent. they're not. They're using if they're using the galls of the earth. Uh, Bioscalar has been identified, uh, although scalar wave technology has not been 
written about, talked about, or anything. Bioscalar energy has been uh, scientifically studied, and, and they say it is possible. They found out also that within the aether or the vacuum of our reality is an unlimited amount of energy. It is said that a scalar signal travels or skips through those interferon points which dip into the aether or the vacuum, and that they never deplete of energy. They can travel all the way around the world like the galls of the earth. So, well, no, what do you mean by the galls of the earth? They're not using vehicles as a repeater. They're actually in the airways. They're in the galls of the earth. The galls of the earth is the magnetic field that completely engulfs the planet. Now, the higher you are in this magnetic field, the Zeeman effect takes in. If you live on a second floor or you sleep on the second floor of a home, the voltage potential across your body does not increase linearly. Like if downstairs you read uh, 15 volts on your body in the kitchen, upstairs in your bedroom you could have as much as 48 volts on your body. It does not just double up one floor. It multiplies nonlinearly. Then why, so, then, okay, then explain why Why all of a sudden is everybody feeling it? Why has this not been something that has been going on all along? <laughs> to me, it all boils down to advanced technologies, the, the more signals in the air, and we've isolated ourselves from the earth. We, we, uh, if you read about earthing, the, the human body was not meant to live above ground. I read a story last week. The human body was not built for space travel. Man cannot travel for long periods through space. Their, right. test, their test revealed that two mice... Uh, in space for two months, came back with fatty liver disease that was out of control and died. Uh, the same thing happens to man when they go to space. It's something about fatty liver disease. Uh, I don't know whether it has something to do with the weightlessness or the space or the compression or decompression. I don't know. But but anyway, man was meant to. to it's, it's symbiotic with the earth. We we have to have the earth. Without the earth, our digestive system gets all messed up. If you don't ground yourself frequently enough, your stomach could be rolling, bubbling. <laughs> of course, the the, the perps do enough of that, but uh, no, you so, you could have uh, so my, you could have. My, it goes it goes back to my question: Why all of a sudden is this becoming so prevalent? Why is there so many people that are being affected by it that weren't before? Uh, well, my research, I, I think it's a government study uh, that they're going to try to use this as a law enforcement tool that everybody's going to be monitored. And we're just the people that caught them and 
I don't know. I, I've got no answer to that question. I don't want to. I don't want to stipulate. But uh, Loretta uh, Lynch has already put out a memo that this September there's going to be a new law enforcement tool introduced worldwide. I don't know what the heck she meant, but. Uh... Well, my my thinking is that they have actually put something into vehicles. And what they've done, I think part of it has to do with the fact that the ozone, we're losing the ozone, although they're, they're saying now that it's reversing itself, which I don't know how that can be. That can be. But um, I think that what they're doing for the synthetic piece of it, the natural piece of it, yeah, they're using earth, water, fire, et cetera. Um, they're using all of that for the natural way to do it. But for the synthetic piece of it, I believe that that's satellite-based. And what they're doing is they're coming through the cell towers. They're doing demodulation, and then they're bouncing off of vehicles. And, yeah, it is definitely going through into the air, and it's becoming Wi-Fi. And, and what they're doing is through the Wi-Fi, that's how they're doing the V2K through electric, and it's coming through every piece of equipment, anything you have in your house, that's, that has an electrical circuit in it. And it's bouncing off of everything because of what's going on with the earth. Okay, see, that, 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 any of that could be true. And to give you a, um, let's see, to give you an analogy, think of yourself full of free radicals, you're a, 50-foot antenna. Now, you're going to bend yourself over and you're going to short yourself, short your signal to the earth. Now, you're not a 50-foot antenna. You're a ground wire. You're not picking up these signals anymore. You're not being affected by this pulse this microwave artificial pulse they're pulsing into the airwaves. Now, the more you wear this earthing device, the more you earth every day, the less and less free electrons are in your body that they can manipulate. Okay, but you said that you said that magnets will also um will also get rid of um the free radicals. No, no. The magnets are to, are to get rid of the uh, pains, the, the attacks, the magnetic force interferes. The galls, in my opinion, interferes with any incoming signals and eventually wears out whatever they're targeting in you, or makes it impossible for them to target whatever that was that they were targeting, whether it be sexually. Electrical tingles, uh, electrical charges, dissipation of neurostimulators, whether it's uh, uh, heating you up, being able to target you at all. Uh, like I said, I went from shielding. I went from trying to hide in, in everything I could from mylar to reflectix to blinkstat, uh, bellistat. I don't do any of that anymore. I don't hide anymore because, because, in my opinion, I've lost, I've, I've depleted their potential. 
about, what about as far as putting magnets in your vehicle? If you put a strong enough magnet or a bunch of magnets in your vehicle, why do you want to put it in your vehicle? No, don't put it in your vehicle. Just use your vehicle's negative side of of the electric. Put it on your skin. It makes you invisible. And I agree with you as far as when you say the kayaking, because trees are a very important source of shielding. Here anything that's nat- anything yeah. that's natural is a very real, real, is a very, real quick. Here's here's the here's the story that I ran across that was uh, from one of the nature sites or health sites, and it's just a page uh, page and a quarter. But it says contemporary cell research is now based on the principles of quantum physics that shows the world as being created out of energy. Researchers have now demonstrated that our cells membranes contain special proteins called integral membrane proteins, IMPs, that respond to energy signals from external and internal environments. These are important findings because they acknowledge that biological behavior can be controlled by invisible energy forces, which include thought. When we shut off our internal mind talk and concentrate our attention through prayer, meditation, or contemplation, we tune ourselves into this subtle spiritual quantum level energy matrix. When this energy is allowed to transfer to our DNA without interruption from negative attitudes, it affects the molecular and cellular levels that drive all our physical metabolic processes. This is why we have the ability to heal ourselves through prayer, meditation, or conscious intention. We are all connected to each other and to the energy source that makes up the universe. We are totally interdependent. Our body, our brain, our consciousness are inextricably joined with other matter in the universe. Every atom and molecule within us depends on the rest of the universe. Our brain and other parts of our neural physiology are interconnected by the unseen communication network which coordinates and regulates behavior of certain parts of the body. The body, therefore, can be seen as a dense medium holding the real essence of who we are, divine energy. We are interconnected outward expressions of this divine energy. This interconnection is all pervasive and instantaneous. The manifestation of this energy comes from the empty vacuum known as the quantum vacuum, which is actually packed full of God's creative energy in a stable state. This all-pervading energy is sometimes referred to as a universal scalar wave, which is a form of electrostatic energy that has a potential to create but is currently without physical manifestation. Potential is only manifested when we provide the frequency information through our thoughts and intentions of what is uh, of what it is we want to create. This is the concept of mind over matter. Our potential is unlimited, and therefore what we are capable of creating is also unlimited. This is one of the experiments that I wanted to try two years ago, and that was to get all TIs at one certain time 
of the day of the week to say one thing in our defense because uh, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And if you're non-religious, think of this as a meditation and not a prayer. Uh, If you pray to uh, another God or whatever, this is this is good for you. Scientists found out that prayer, if you do it correctly and you're sincere, you're not only praying to your deity to please help you, you're encoding this into your own subconscious to help you win, to help you think this through, to help you do the research to help you and guide you along your way. When you sit there and you meditate, pray, or get into that state of help me find a solution to this, and you wait for an answer, and it it may come to you, and it may be later, but something will come to you to help you along your way. Throughout my targeting, uh, Robert got on the Facebook and started talking about emotions. What if we did away with emotions in, in humans? And my opinion was that we'd get rid of, uh, we would no longer be human. We, we wouldn't have the spirit to invent, to create. Uh, we wouldn't have music. We wouldn't have art. Uh, we'd be robots, slaves to you'd have the You'd have the zombie apocalypse is basically what you'd have. Right. You'd be slave. And, and in my opinion, artificial intelligence will never the human brain because uh, it may with information and data, but you cannot program empathy and emotions that drive the human thought. You cannot program it into an artificial intelligence. Well, I, mean, I still haven't t- figured out what Robert's end result is. He, he wants to see, I guess he wants to see the, uh, the outcome effect of what a cross between human and artificial intelligence. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, not, he's eccentric because that's where, I mean, he's got a, obviously a high IQ because he's definitely outside the box. Um, but anyways, um, so let's keep this moving so uh, so we get, you know, the questions answered. Uh, if you don't mind, Florida, is, did you have anything else? I just have uh, one more uh, question. So it, basically, with the, with the, uh, with electric that comes, that's within the house, that with the DC negative, what is the effect of that? How does that play into... No, no, uh, again, you, you, you're absolutely correct. A lot of these signals could be piggybacked on the 60 hertz home system. And I've said before, do not use AC, home electricity, in any of your defenses. Uh, do not uh, use the DC interference only because it can't be hijacked. It can't be... Uh, Matched, it is a chaotic signal because your battery's got this motor running around however many RPMs it says, but it's going to vary up and down a little bit. And plus, your brushes are going to put out a variable harmonic and a variable frequency. Uh, 
no. Uh, again, don't use your home electronics and defense, but use your home ground circuit that goes to the ground rod. So when I say go out and buy you a plug, make sure you remove those two flat blades completely. You do not want to mess with the two flat blades in your receptacle because that's your power circuit. The bottom one, the round half moon uh, prong, is your ground circuit. It goes to nothing but ground. Um, even though your neutrals are tied into that ground, ground is ground. You're not going to have electricity coming back up out of the ground uh, on you. Uh, hopefully you'll have good electrons coming up out of the ground to, to uh, help repair your free radicals. But I've been doing this for, it's now been four and a half years, and I've never, I will always wear my earthing device. I will always wear that in my home because your home is is the worst environment. You're, you're in a shell. And that's, you're in a, and that's how they're taking control. What yeah, they're doing a, is they, you're they're in a using shell. You're, that and they're overrunning someone. That's how they're doing full mind control. Right. They could be doing that. And they're in, and it's my opinion. Again, I talked about induction. Induction is, let's, let's take a transformer or something. You want to bring, uh, the, the power's coming to your home is 1,700 volts on the power lines. It goes to a transformer. Now, in that transformer is just a coil of wire that that 1,700 volts goes through. It does not pass down into the transformer to your home circuit. It does not connect way, means, or manner inside that transformer to bring you your 120 volts. It is another coil that is sitting beside the first coil. It is not connected to that first coil in any way, means, or manner. It is inducted onto that second coil, which has less windings to reduce the voltage to 120 volts. But it is in no way physically connected to that 1,700 volt line. It is not connected in any way. There's no metal connection. There's no copper connection. It is induction. It is going to that one coal, and the EMF is going to the second coal with less windings, and now your 1,700 volt is reduced to 120 volts uh, on that second coal, or 220 volts. Uh, that's actually split off of two wires into two 120 volts uh, coals. But my point is, it's inducted. It is not, that 1,700 volts is not connected to your 120 volt home wiring. It is inducted. And the point I want to make is it's also now you have that 120-volt EMF in your Are you being inducted? Are you being electrified by building up your free radicals and, and, and are engineered for death uh, lifestyle that we live in? Were you manipulated, engineered over the past 10 years to make your body more electrical, to make you more conductive, to give you more free radicals? something that they can manipulate. And my point for this whole night is you have to change your body's uh, 
antenna. You have to ground yourself. You have to use the magnetic gauze to interfere with any signals that may be causing you pain and torment. And if you use these two things, you can get out from under that hot mylar. Uh, you'll find out that you'll, your attacks will start to reduce. Uh, you're changing the quantum physics of your body to its natural state. And how do you do that? Is touch. Get back in touch with nature. Touch the earth. Uh, the best thing to do is make that defense in your home. Don't don't just read those earthing books and say, well, i got to go out and walk barefooted on the ground. You want that protection in your home. Because, again, your home is the environment that is worshipful. Uh, you go outside, wear your sandals, whatever. Just get close to nature, close to the ground. But, again, my, another point that I wanted to make for the night is the closer you are to the earth, the less you're going to be attacked. So if you're on the second floor of a building, you're getting hammered, you're getting vibrated, you're getting all that, go outside, lay down on the ground, and relax for 30 minutes, and you should feel better. Uh, walk, walk around barefooted. Find you an earth ground touch. Find a metal sign buried in the street on the side of the road or something and just hold on to it for 20 minutes. Do anything you can to change the quantum physics of your body to reduce those free radicals to get the electricity off your body uh, to, to interfere with the signals. The only way you're going to do it is you're not going to block them. You're not going to shield from this stuff. You've got to interfere or get rid of the potential. I agree. I agree. Okay, thank you. Let's keep this going. At work. I'm going to ask the questions be a uh, you know, we keep it down to, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Uh, we've got uh, several people waiting in the queue. <laughs> and so let's try to get through some questions. Thank you, Dwight. And thank you, Florida. Uh, so Connecticut, hi, welcome. Hi, thank you, Shelley. Um, Dwight, I, I had a question. It's good to hear you, by the way. Um, so welcome back to you, too. <laughs> thank you. Um, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in this uh, more than, more way more than I have been. In the next few weeks, I'm going to get in knee deep, and uh, we're going to find a solution. It's time to expose this. It's time yeah. to stop, and it's time to get out of it. Now, I've got yeah, an opportunity uh, it sure Tuesday. Is. It sure is. Um, I just had a quick question. I mean, uh, I've been having issues with the car myself. Um for over a year now, um, well, pretty I'm much tell everywhere. You what, what, but, I'm going to tell you, you what they were doing to me in the car. They were electrocuting me through the seat yeah. to the bottom. Yeah. They were, yeah. They were in, distracting coils, right? me. Right. And I thought, yeah. okay, go ahead. Um, you, you mentioned something before um, about houses that were built after 1965, which is very interesting um, because I was always trying to make it a point for the past three years to say my house was built in 64. Um, and they came suddenly last summer and just grabbed my electric meter, which was analog, and of course put a digital one on, saying that uh, the state of Connecticut has recalled everyone's meters because the meters have all expired and there's no warranty on them. So if something happens, it's their responsibility, which I think is a bunch of baloney, but it could be true. 
But yeah, my point is, is the guys that came to do it, um, let me just give you the whole whole thing and then please, you know, suggestions. But the guys that came to do it, I talked to them and they mentioned my home, the ground wire was actually put into the foundation of the house. Okay, so when there's an area in an oil burner room that I have um, where it's not finished in my on the ground floor, okay, um, where I can see the foundation. The front of my home is completely 100% above ground, but the back of the house is three-quarters underground. So part of the house, I can see the foundation, and then, of course, there's the nails, whatever you call it, in the foundation and the cement, and these things, you wouldn't believe the frequency is coming off of those things alone. But the guy said to me, the houses nowadays have three grounds. They have two outside, and they have to be eight feet apart, um, ten feet into the ground. Um, and he suggested that I get an electrician there to add two more grounds to the house which I'm sure is going to be quite the bill since the original ground is in the foundation. <laughs> but does that seem right to you or no? I mean, they, my home, they can turn it on and turn it off whenever they want to. No. no. Uh, are you on a slab? No, I'm not. You're not no, on I'm a not slab? not at all. You, you said your ground wire was going... Home. Yeah, you said your ground wire was going into a foundation. You mean yeah. beside the? Yeah, it was. It's probably in the cement beside where your foundation of your home was built around. Yeah, that's all right. It is. It doesn't. But yeah, it's not in matter. the ground. It's in the foundation. So it doesn't when matter. You look cement, at the foundation. There's actually nails and. Cement's conductive. Uh, You're saying it's down in the cement. Yes. That's, that's fine. Yeah, cement, they didn't put they, a pole in the ground and ground the house. They put it in the cement. Yeah, cement's just it's conductive. Uh, anytime you're walking, if you're walking on a sidewalk, cement's conductive. Asphalt is not. Uh, so a lot of times they'll put the ground wire, uh, ground rod. It's eight foot long. Remember this. Now, they yeah. may have only poured three foot of concrete, but your ground rod goes through the concrete into the foundation, but it's going... Uh, it may be going four more feet into the earth under that, but it really doesn't matter. The concrete's conductive. But, but okay, and what do you think about in, having the three ground, two of that, them, if, you know, adding two? Well, that well, tell right? me something. Do you, do you have a fuse box or a breaker panel? No, I converted the house to circuit breakers back in 86. Okay, you have circuit breakers. Did you also yes, change did. the wiring out? Did did you have it rewired? Here's no, the deal. Any, not, any not upstairs. With, downstairs was all new wiring. Yeah, here's the deal. Uh, In 1964, the, the NEC, National Electric Code, said that uh, you could add a ground circuit to a home. In 1964, they, they, they preferred it. But it wasn't required. In 1965, it was required. So if you have a home built in 1965 or after, it, it was required to have a ground circuit. But 1964, do you have two-prong receptacles or three-prong? No, I actually have three. 
Okay, do you know yeah. if they're actually really grounded? No, I don't. Well, but I know that you, placing a, can, a receptacle to the refrigerator and having the refrigerator plugged into the circuit breaker thing, they were oversurging it. And, and I have video of that where they were oversurging the outlet. They were oversurging. So the surge protector with the refrigerator, the only thing running on that line, they were heating up. I, I, I get clogged okay. by the darn thing. Okay, that's Horrible. because... That can be caused by a loose wire or a loose receptacle. If your receptacles are old and the plugs don't grasp good, uh, that can cause heating up and more amperage and surging. Uh, if you have a loose wire on the circuit breaker in the panel, that'll cause more electrical surge. And, and of course, you want to make sure your electrical pilot, uh, panel is balanced. Uh, dirt, a lot of people are affected. A lot of TIs are affected by dirty electricity. And a lot of times, that's what dirty electricity is. You've got electricity coming into your home. You've got loose connections. You've got loose receptacles. Uh, yeah, yeah. in my opinion, you should have the receptacle replaced, uh, connections tightened. Uh, you can you can uh, actually read that with the, with the amp meter, a little amp meter. They're not expensive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, can, you can actually just feel the wire and see if it's hot. If it's hot, you more than likely oh, yeah. have a loose yeah. connection. Yeah, I've been through appliances; they blow on me. <laughs> Refrigerator, oven. Well, what I'm saying is, fire. It, could, it, it could be your home wiring and not your appliances. You, well, you could be destroying wiring. your own appliances by having bad home wiring. In other words. Wow. So when they updated, okay, gotcha. I gotcha. But anyway, for everybody, the point of the night is, uh, you know, I've talked about people. I've been to T.I.'s home where they would not use the refrigerator. Now, I've even heard this and experienced it myself. An old refrigerator motor I had in the, in the basement of my other home, uh, it made a little uh, frequency noise. And in that frequency noise, I could hear the V2K louder. And, you know, in my opinion, I could have thought at one time that, hey, this refrigerator, they've done something to my refrigerator, and, and it's disturbing me, so I'm going to unplug it and just not use it. But um, actually, it's my opinion today that if you can fix the quantum physics in your own body, you can get out of, uh, out of the matrix that they put us in. Think of it this way. They built a matrix. They've electrified this matrix. We need to get out of this matrix. We are contributing to this matrix for, through our poor health because on the quantum level, the atomic level, we are missing some electrons that are causing the other single electrons to be manipulated. Now, again, like Dr. Robert said, in, in the normal electron or the normal atomic structure of the ions and, and chemicals we use in our body, the the valence electrons, let's say one spins positive 12, one spins negative 12. They cancel each other out. They're invisible. They've canceled each other out. When you've lost an electron, you've got a singular electron now that has a not equal to zero spin. It is now a potential for their quantum mechanics that they're using with pulse radar and frequencies that are put, being put into our airwaves, you are now potentially their receiver. 
uh, you, they've quantumly, mechanically helped you make your body <laughs> into something else because you, you're missing a lot of electrons. And now they're manipulating these singular electrons that because you, you, you're missing an electron, this single electron is now visible to them and they can manipulate it. And whether this is creating something that I'm now calling biological induction or whether they're somehow piggybacking these signals and through uh, our quantum state that they put us in, we're able to pick up these bad signals now. I'm saying you need to get your body out of this quantum state by doing what is natural. It is natural for us to touch the earth and stay connected to the earth. That is what is natural. Get out of this unnatural state of disassociation with the earth ground. Any other questions? Okay. Um, all right, let's see. Um, thank you, uh, Connecticut. Let's keep it moving here. <laughs> uh, Central Massachusetts, hi. Hello. Central Massachusetts? I think I'm the only Central Massachusetts, Brenda, but I didn't star eight. Oh. Oh. Okay, well, all right, let's get someone that hasn't had a chance to talk. Thank you. Okay, thank uh, you. Washington State, thank you. Western Washington State, hi, welcome. Uh, hi, I'm uh, actually in the state of Louisiana, but <coughs> Washington. But uh, I have, uh, my targeting includes um, cloakers, and uh, I have, uh, they have used trepanning tools on me, you know, to put holes into my head and through these holes what they do is they pour salt hot sauce and you know things of that nature anything to torture me lemon juice so it's like they put salt in the wounds and when I googled you know like salt hot sauce and all of that inside of a trepidating hole it actually pulled up that salt and hot sauce and the central nervous system actually hits the pain fibers. And so if anyone is getting that taste or every time you spit there's hot sauce in it or whatever they're choosing to use, it's still torture. You know, if you Google American torture or just torture, it and whether it's Chinese torture, it doesn't matter what kind of torture, it involves rape. Rape is a natural part of torture you know it's one of their requirements in order to call it torture but we need to call this thing what it is it's torture you know, it's not it doesn't take a genius to or hot sauce anything inside of a wound hurt and so I'm trying to understand you know is it Dave and get away with calling it uh, research when that's not that's nothing to do with research. You know, it's at a point now after 12 years of having them attack so, so many other ways. 
um, I know now that this is not about research. It's about science. Use science in order to like hit the pain fibers, go into the central nervous system, map out your brain. That part. Yeah. Was, okay. So, um, do you have a direct question? No, that was just something I wanted to share with the group oh, in case okay. somebody All else right. was like getting that. Okay. Uh, you got to so remember I, that most most of these attacks that you're experiencing, you're being fed disinformation at the same time. Uh, like I said in the beginning of my attacks, they were saying hit him with the lamp, hit him with the uh, use that receptacle. And I was getting the electrical shots, but it is my opinion that that was not coming from the lamp, from the receptacle. It was being, uh, it was making me do extra work. I was putting uh, aluminum foil over receptacles. I was uh, covering wires so that they couldn't induce me like that. But I don't think it was that direct and that easy because it does not take very much power at all. Uh, Everybody talks about directed energy, directed energy, directed energy. The directed energy that we're being affected with would not burn a hole in a leaf. The directed energy we're being affected with is so small and minute, that is why it's hard to be detected. Because the human body does not require much. Uh, to, to run the human body, it's point uh, zero zero five millivolts, uh, which wouldn't light up anything in, in real electrical world. Uh, but but the, my point is these signals are so small, and, and most of our uh, targeting is a manipulation of our mind and our body. Exactly. And this little electrical shock that you're feeling is probably not is probably not equal to a volt of electricity or, or you know static charges. Now they can build up some good static charges. Um, at one point in the beginning of my targeting, every time I reached for a door handle, uh, right. uh, went went into a store or whatever, I was getting this big zap of static charge, but. To me, that static charge was probably the the, the spinning of the, the electrons in my body that was, you know, I, I just somehow believe that this EPR not only visual enables them to visualize us, it also may build a little charge up in our body that they may be even possibly using that charge against us. So, well, uh, yeah, I mean, the body is electric. You know, so, so I'm saying that that, that, that that charge that they hit you with may not have jumped out of the power circuit. It may not have come out of the lamp. It may be right. the charge that was already in your body. They just dissipated it. Or it could be, you know, they some nanoparticles or so, and, you know, and they do drop those from the sky, you know, the nanoparticles. So we don't know everything that they're using. We know they use radiation. We know they use, you know, different types of energy, and not all of us are getting hit with the exact same thing at the exact same time. Right, again, in, in the beginning of the, the tonight, I discussed uh, matter and frequency, or matter and waves, and 
how I read that they were uh, the exact same or had same similar properties. And it surprised me to know that light uh, is actually matter. In other words, the photons or visible light is hitting and bouncing off of us. It's hitting objects and bouncing off and reflecting into our eyes so that we can see. But the most energy comes from those weaker lights, not the brighter lights and the invisible lights, frequencies that we can't see. So that's that's something that surprised me, that, that, that even uh, infrared, it's not just a wave, it's not just a signal, there is matter in it. Mm-hmm. There is a photon and an infrared wave that comes out. It is not within the visible spectrum, though. And the bigger waves, that's how we came to the laser that cuts through uh, metal. Now you have a uh, frequency that, uh, has more energy. It's now creating an electrical charge when it hits metal. It is cutting through the metal. Right. So that that that, was, that, that surprised me to know that uh, even frequency has matter in it, mm-hmm. and within that matter is is the energy, and and everything has a frequency, and even matter has frequency, and now. It amazes me to find out that even frequency has matter. So, well, yeah, because there's a charge, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's just like a okay. force, you know. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Um, so we still have quite a few people wanting to ask questions. I'm sorry. Um, let's, sort of, let's move on. Northwest California. Hi, welcome. Hi, Shelly. It's Barb. Um, I have two quick questions, but I do want to make one comment, and that's um, I'm – I really wonder how much our consciousness plays in this. I've read a lot about the quantum field, and I'm glad you brought it up. Because, you know, I've read that it's the power of the universe. So everything travels through it, like you said. They did a test of one psychic thinking about another person in a different state, and they actually measured the receiver as receiving an electrical field on their third eye when that psychic thought of them. So... To me, they're using the same power of the universe. And, like, we all have access to that power. And I keep asking, if we all have access to that power, why are they appearing to me more powerful? And, you know, what you said earlier just struck a chord in me. You know, I think it's all about balance. And I was thinking that they want to get your attention on the pain, on the suffering. And maybe that's why, to give their side more energy our energy to tilt that balance. And the comment you said, you know, might be true. Maybe our goal is to change our focus, like you suggested, getting a bunch of people together to think about a certain thing so we can tilt that balance back of the universal energy. Am I clear? Right, yeah. The story I just read on the internet. Yeah, yeah, you read that story. I went, oh, my God, that's exactly no. No not, that, no, not that story. I read another one where scientists found out. You read another one? I like the one you just read. The, the, the scientists just found out the gauze of the earth and our minds are connected. Exactly. The magnetic field exactly. of the earth exactly. and our magnetic fields are connected. Exactly. And they exactly. found out that they can exactly. tap into anybody's mind through this gauze of the earth. 
Exactly. But then you have to ask, why are they more powerful? What are we doing that's not quite getting it? That the ba- it's out of balance. The balance seems well, to be over there. I think, and that's where I, I think, think that, the consciousness takes place. Yeah, I think that something's been added to our intake. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I think. Well, yeah, and maybe the whole um, grounding thing and everything else is to get our energy back into balance so we can deal with it in that way. Right, right. It does. It actually does. The earthing will bring back your energy. It right. will bring back uh, – it, it will supercharge your body. Uh, my, I, I almost woke up one morning and said I can actually feel my immune system. And like I said, I – I don't get sick anymore. I did away with all of my medical problems. I did away with my sleep apnea machine because you don't snore when you're grounded. Uh, I don't have high blood pressure anymore. uh, My knee's better. My full collapsed disc in my back regrew. Um, The cartilage between the... uh, I went and had the MRI about a year and a half. It's been a year and a half now. But the doctor couldn't even believe it. He said, the cartilage has regrown between my collapsed disc. Mm. I mean, it looked it looked like, like every other disc. I no longer had collapsed disc in my lower back, as most older men do. And uh, the doctor said, how, how did you do that? You know, and I said, well, I started sleeping on my side with one knee raised. I didn't tell him about earthing. But he said, maybe that uh, kind of stretched your spine out and allowed that cartilage to grow back in. But uh, I think earthing did everything. Uh, But I still think there's a consciousness part to this, you know. But anyway, that wasn't my question. Well, also also the earthing uh, has a property of calming you down. So, yes, it may be a a consciousness thing. Yeah. It may be a consciousness thing. It may be uh, uh, Mother Gaia is comforting us. Who knows? Yeah, right. Well, my question is, and I have yet to earth or even earth anything that I've tried to shield myself for one reason. I'm worried that they're going to fool with my earthing device. You know, they've already made it, so when I get in the bathtub, I feel like I'm getting electrocuted. So if you ground under your electric panel, and I do have those two grounding, is there anything they can do to make that turn? Okay, let me... ground under the AC vent directly down to the ground in the cross Let let me explain your electrical circuit, your home electrical circuit. Your power comes in from the pole on two wires and a ground, a ground cable. The the two wires each hold 120 volts. One phase is, uh, I think, 90 degrees out of phase from the other. That's how you get your 220 volts. It comes into your breaker panel on two bars. Uh, One side's 120, one side's 120. If you have a breaker on both the bars, that's your 220 circuit. Now, you have power coming in one wire. Power going to all of your loads, your light bulbs, your appliances, or whatever. Now, that power has to have a closed-loop circuit. It has to come in, 
and go to ground. So the other side of your power is your common wire, and it attaches to your ground bar in your circuit panel. Now, your ground circuit, which was installed or required by the NEC after 1965, uh, it is just a ground wire. It grounds your metal boxes for receptacles, lights, anything metal, your appliances. Uh, it grounds them all to a ground bar. Now, your ground, again, you have one coming in from with the power. This is grounded from the transformer on the pole where your power comes from. So that's one ground. It comes into your, into your home. You also have your home ground, which is under your electrical meter that goes into the ground. Now, let's suppose they removed your ground wire from your ground rod under your meter and they tried to put power onto it to electrocute you. Whatever they put on it would blow up in their hands because it's still grounded at the pole, the transformer. All right, let's suppose they went in to the pole where your ground is and they cut that ground. And then they went to your home and they pulled your ground uh, rod connection off you will not have electricity in your home, period. You cannot have a copper you cannot rod have, you run you out the have, window into the ground. They could do something to that, right? Uh, they could. Okay. So, what so about that's why if that, you run through your AC vent and take a wire or whatever and put it directly into the dirt, and there is access to your crawl space that they could get? Uh, again, if I was going to earth ground, I would use my home earth okay. ground circuit because okay. without, no, without, so many different ideas. without the ground okay. in your home, you cannot have electricity. Okay. So if you're grounded in your home and all of a sudden you don't have electricity, you can might you might say, well, somebody's trying to mess with my electrical and electrocute me, but you can't be electrocuted. Okay. So out of all the they ideas, have, using the bottom once they went out. In, Once you know, they like went out to the, the pole, transformer all those is, other ideas we can throw down the drain, or sticking with underneath the panel, right? All the other ideas that we've heard, like your electrical circuit using the third hole, um, sticking something down the AC vent, sticking a copper rod in the ground, we can nix all those and stick with the ground. The safest thing is to ground with the uh, under your panel, right? With the home circuit, I'm saying that's the safest because uh, without without the ground, you'll have no electricity in your home for them to connect to that ground. You, you can't have electricity without a ground. So they would have to bring electricity in from somewhere else. Uh, the next door neighbor would have to run a drop cord over, and it still won't work because you're grounded at the pole. Once okay. you connect, once you disconnect the ground at the pole. The power company's going to be out here wondering what, who the hell vandalized their power. Okay, I feel good. I've been avoiding this whole grounding thing for a year because I figure nobody's agreeing on anything. It's the first thing that's made sense. Last question. No, no, but you're correct. If you use your own ground rod outside your window, 
yeah. it, it can be tampered with. Uh, sure. But for those people that live in their car or in an RV or anything like that, I would go ahead and ground, uh, put a ground rod in the ground outside the window, and I wouldn't worry about it. Um, oh, I would. <laughs> No, if you if All you use the stuff in this house electrically, like a bathtub. The other well, thing if is, you're if you're outside and and you're in an RV or you're camping or you're in a car, just don't park near any electrical source. <laughs> oh, I just thought there was some way they could sneak over and click something onto the ground rod to make it electrical. But what do I, I know nothing about? No, I thought through this completely. And if okay. they remove your ground on your home. That's no big deal. They can't use your power uh, because without a ground, you'll have no power. Okay. And if Great. they try to u- if they try to use it uh, in the circuit, which is still attached to the box, what you're using, it will blow up in their hands because they're touching a live wire to ground. It's still grounded. In other words, the wire going on the ground rod in the earth when you pull it off of that ground rod it is still grounded through the ground circuit coming from the telephone pole so uh, if they touch the electrical to it if, it'll if, blow if, up if my water feels like they're putting electricity on the water somehow if i take that ground that we're talking about and i run it to my hot water heater can I prevent any electricity from coming via my water? I, I've heard stories about this, too, that people thought they were being, uh, frequency was coming from their, and, and I've measured this. That, you know, they're partially right. I've measured some weird uh, measurements off of the water lines and, and all that. You can't depend on anything that, that, that is being served to us by the government. You can't. I don't know what to think about that. Uh, I, I measured it myself, and I don't know what to say about it, but I've never been shocked in my bathtub or electrocuted by the water because actually the water running down the drain creates another ground for you. To me, you- the shower the shower or the bathtub is a safe haven for a TI. You shouldn't feel anything in, in the water. I never used to. Can it can the can the hot water heater be grounded that way though? If I want if I want to just see, your hot water heater is grounded. Oh, okay. It has to be. It's a law. Okay. All right. Your hot water your hot water heater is it is a law. It, it's grounded. I can guarantee that. Or either okay. uh, you've got an illegal electrician. Uh, oh, no. Anything to do with your bathroom today? If you notice, you have ground fault circuit breakers. Uh, receptacles in your bathrooms, everything, anything to do with water that has electricity connected to it, I can guarantee you it's grounded. Well, maybe it's they're touching <laughs> me in the tub and it's feeling like it's coming from the water in the tub. You um, got to remember, you got to remember a lot of these electrical tangle shots and all that may be developing from within you, not without, but not in your bathtub water, not. And the thing is, you need to eliminate this quantum physics effect or potential. Uh-oh. Is, is anybody there? Yeah. Uh, my phone just signaled that it is dying. Can I ask uh, one more thing? And I know she has to go. Is infrared used to find us? 
hey, I read a good story about that. They're using all kind of visible, uh, invisible lights. And, yes, I do believe in infrared is involved. I've seen a lot of websites. There's one guy, uh, his website on YouTube is something like the Special 45 or the 45 Special. But he had video after video in his home of these infrared balls running around. If you have, have you ever looked through a night vision goggle? No. If you look through a night vision goggle, you can see infrared. It'll look like a flashlight. Uh, it'll brighten up. Uh, but uh, there's been a lot of people post videos about these, and you can't see it with your naked eye. Only the cameras are recording it. And I've even done it with infrared cameras I was playing with in my bedroom. One night I shined it up in the corner of the ceiling, and there was three baseball size infrared uh, flashlight beams dancing around in circles. And a lot of people are calling these orbs, but to me that was just infrared beams. So, yes, I believe they are using invisible light because the story I read just the other day said that they found out that lasers and lights can change people's thinking just by aiming them at their head. All right. Okay. So um, thank you for that. Uh, Christian, Northwest California, we're, uh, we've, we've got several people in the queue. And, uh, and we've got me. Uh, anyways, uh, so welcome, Brian. Hi. Welcome to the call. Yes. Hi. I've just gone through 24 hours of complete mind control and deprogramming. They took me back to infancy and got things out of me that, that raped me in ways I don't even understand. And I've been doing that for years over me. I don't know if what I was going through was real or not, but I think it was real based upon my own psychological history. I don't know how they do it, but I've been going through the direct energy of the V2K for 24 hours of hallucinations. They literally depro- they keep deprogramming me and deprogramming my brain. They have control of me. I don't know what to do. Uh, you need to you need to ground yourself. How? Uh, I'm listening. Uh, well, I use my home ground circuit. Uh, if you want information on how to make your own earthing device, at one time I was going to make these for anybody, and, and I, I tell you what, I'm going to start back making them. For anybody that wants to, but anybody that's listening that's spoken to me lately and I said I'd do this, I'm moving in about a week. And I don't want to start doing it till I get settled back in. I'm moving. I'm selling one of my homes and I'm moving into the other one permanently. Uh, and uh, I want to change addresses first. Um but I'm going to start making these. They're, 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 they're simple devices to make, uh, uh, a whole kit, including the receptacle checker, the continuity tester, the earthing device, the information, and all that. We're only talking 30 or 40 bucks. Uh, if you'd rather have one professionally made, an earthing device professionally made, and when I say professionally made, I don't only strip the wires. I solder them together so that they don't break or 
or come undone, or if you've ever messed with wires, you know, the tines break, the little copper threads break. So I solder them in sections so that they stay together. Uh, I also use butt, butt splices, butt crimps, so that uh, if you want a safety device in it, say you want, uh, say you're afraid you'll be electrocuted, you want a fuse in line with it, uh, I'll put a fuse in line with it. Although I don't recommend using a fuse because then you're bottlenecking. You want a free flow of electrons out of the ground. You're not going to be electrocuted on your ground circuit. I don't see any way you can be electrocuted. You're not going to use the two flat blades. As long as you don't have those two flat blades making connection to the power, you're not going to worry about that wire coming off the ground prong and touching one of the other blades. So you're going to throw those two flat blades away and get rid of the potential of any electrical charge coming through your line. There's no way someone can place an electrical charge on your ground circuit because it's grounded in two places, and without those two places, you won't have electricity at all. You can't have electricity without a, a, a path to ground. You cannot have it. So if you have no ground, you have no electricity for them to put on you. Uh, wires. So the people at home, my recommendation is to use your home circuit because it is safer than putting a spike in the ground outside, which somebody can tamper with. Uh, uh, that That's my opinion. And again, it's not about blocking or shielding these signals. Uh, now, now close, uh, don't get me wrong, close proximity blocking, I highly believe in. And when I say close proximity blocking, that is using some of the good tapes, like the metal repair tape or the mylar tape, directly against your skin or, or as close as your body. And my theory in this is to starve out ambient frequencies, to starve out signals, because you just can't do that, blocking, building Faraday cages. Even if you read about Faraday cages in Wikipedia, it tells you a Faraday cage will not block some electromagnetic frequencies or the galls of the earth. You can be in a Faraday cage. A compass will still work. Your cell phone may not work, but a compass will still work. So what does that tell you? We're being attacked by these electrical signals. We've tried Faraday cages. We've tried shielding. We can't stop it completely. Is it because it's being piggybacked on the galls of the earth? These are questions you have to ask. If this is the galls of the earth, why not change your galls in your environment by adding a 14,800 galls field with a magnet to interfere? If these signals are coming in on the galls of the earth, Let's just scramble those signals up and maybe break something that they've added in our our bodily environment. Why don't we just interfere with these signals, starve them out, uh, use the gauze, the magnetic gauze to interfere with them, ground yourself. Short. If anybody's watched any of Tom Lee's videos, Tom Lee was a, an engineer for uh, Raytheon. Uh, or Lockheed Martin, I forget which one he worked for, but uh, in his videos, he even shows 
him receiving the signals. And then what does he do when he wants to stop the signals? He shorts his little antenna to a screw on his uh, spectrum analyzer, which is grounded, and he shorts the signal. Why not think of your body as that antenna, and you need to short these signals to ground, to eliminate them? Okay, good. That's good advice. Uh, it's been a great call, but I do want to say to the to the people that are calling and that have tried all these different things, shielding and grounding, and you know, and you haven't you know got relief and haven't got you know full on relief. You know, just hang in there like the rest of us are doing. Uh, you know, don't let them win. Uh, you know, build up your your spiritual your spiritual defenses, uh, however way you can, um, and and just uh, keep pushing forward. So. Um, well, Dwight, we've, I've got uh, Joe Esposito also. He's not, he's, he's you know, started getting to be a mute, and I, I said that we'd get, give it another 20 minutes or so, uh, so that, um, anyway, so, uh, hi, Joe, are you there? Yes, Elliot, I'm here. Thank you for having me back on again. Yeah, no problem. But listen, let me, um, let's get a couple of these questions uh, answered uh, that are still in the queue, and uh, and then at, at around nine o'clock we'll 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 go ahead and get you back in because we have some really important things to talk about. Just just as important as as a, as a Dwight uh, uh, updating us with the with even he came up with some new and in, uh, innovative uh, uh, stuff I had never heard of. Uh, right. I'll well, just, some other things list, going on. So if you just bear with us, uh, we'll okay. get right back to you, okay? Right. I'll so I'll do one. Um, I, was, I was trying to say, okay, sure, let's get this, everybody a chance to uh, ask white questions. Um, all okay, right, so let's see here. <clears throat> this is Jeannie. You opened me up to say something. Okay. Um, okay, Dwight, his name is Dwight, right? The guy that's speaking? Oh. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Last time we said, right? Dwight. <laughs> Dwight, are you there? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, thank you very much for your information. It's a it's a last about the um, night vision goggle thing. When you put that on, you could actually see the uh, directed energy. You could see some some um, laser lights. That's fascinating. I would love to be able to have some night vision goggles to see if I could see these lasers because they are invisible with the naked eye. And so that's that's remarkable. But um, I did want to say one thing about those who are being hit with directed energy weapons belonging to the military. Um, they do cause, they can cause damage. Although, like you said, I don't know much about frequencies and electricity, but you said it doesn't take much for them to hit, not much energy for them to inflict, induce pain in us, but they can in, in, induce damage. They can inflame and they can kill with these um, tasers. These, I like to call them flying tasers because that's what they are. They're like... and. Um, that's all I wanted to say was that they are they are dangerous. They can really hurt us badly with these things. Oh, the thing the other thing I wanted to ask does not relate to the guest speaker, so I'll wait on that one, Shelley. It was just about the schedule throughout the week of who what numbers we can put in to speak, talk and listen to people. 
throughout the okay, week. Okay, yeah, well, like, you can always go to my website, keyeyeprotects.com. Oh, I don't have a computer. I can't. Oh, all right. All right. Okay, so just hang on a second. We do have some people. Uh, 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 let's get these uh, questions for uh, Dwight I, uh, that have been patiently waiting in the queue. Um, so uh, let's see here. Thank you, Jeannie. I haven't heard from you in a while. It's good to hear from you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Okay, so uh, I, I, I'm unmuting some of these people. If you haven't had a chance to speak, um, let's make sure that we're getting the people that haven't been able to ask Dwight any questions, a chance to ask questions. So, hello, Western Washington State. Hi, thank you. Uh, Dwight, it is good to hear your, hear your voice again. And you've answered a lot of the questions that I had over the time <laughs> that I've been sitting here waiting to be. But a couple of things I did want to ask. Uh, will you be bringing your book out at any time soon? And I was very interested in that article that you were reading, and I'm wondering if there is a way that we can access it somewhere or you could lead us in a direction to find it. Is it uh, there? Which, which article is that? The one you were reading <coughs> about, yeah, earlier. Uh, about the magnetic field and how we're connected and yeah, uh, I'm interested the Earth's gauze. Yeah. Uh, I think I posted it on my Facebook page, but I'll post them again here in a minute about the uh, uh, how one story is, uh, I think it's from American Scientific, and they've discovered that uh, human beings do have a sixth sense to uh, that, that senses the Earth's magnetic field. And uh, the other story said that uh, in the future, they think that all humans will have uh, tele telepathy due to being connected to the Earth's gauze. Okay. So I, so I can post all those on my Facebook page again so they'll be fresh on there. And my Facebook page is Dwight Mangum. Uh, and I don't. I, I usually don't hide anything, but uh, I'm pretty sure you can go there and look at them. Uh, okay. But, but the, I, I don't do Facebook. So you said you think the first one was American uh, Scientific Magazine? Is that it? Yeah, American Scientific Magazine uh, had the first okay. story. Uh, so if you go to the library and you want to research it, just uh, research okay. uh, research Gauls of the Earth or, or Google Gauls of the Earth and uh, look for news stories about it. Okay. And, right. and what about your book? How, how's your book coming? Uh, again, I wanted to finish this episode with the, the hearing thing yeah. so that uh, I could close it out. Okay. And hopefully that, that'll be next week. Uh, I don't know if it'll close out next week, but uh, uh, it's going to be pretty interesting. I'll know more Monday, okay. uh, Monday night. Well, keep us posted. We're, we're okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Lonnie. Um, also, Dwight, I mean, we'd like to, if you come back in on, uh, because there, I still uh, have questions, uh, um, you know, about uh, some other things. Uh, your your court case, I wanted an update on, too. Uh, but we are, we we're coming up on a time limit now, dealing with some of these uh, matters with the FCC, and so we wanted to uh, bring the com community up to speed with that. That's why Doe's back on. Um, so, uh, but... Um, but thank you, Dwight, for coming in. I, I, I hope you you can come back, uh, you know, here 
next couple of days and uh, and and, and you know, continue where we left off. Um, um, East Virginia, hi, welcome. Hello, East Virginia. East Virginia, going once, going twice. Okay, uh, let's go with the, if this is the Connecticut. I'm Connecticut here. Okay, okay. There's a lot of noise coming from somewhere. Hi. Hi. Um, thank you. I, I had one other thing to add uh, to this pile. For me, they changed the transformers out on my street August 2011. Uh, and they were playing with me with something in my neighbor's yard before that. And once they uh, switched out the transformers, that was it for me. But um, oddly enough, and, and I know there's something up with the transformer, um, because my house is a long, my road is a long street. I have like 60 some odd houses on my street and they were doing the whole neighborhood and they sent us, you know, postcards letting us know that on such and such a day they were taking the power down to do this job. When they came to the transformer right beyond my home, everything stopped the guy said something about it looks like an L bracket or something, and the foreman had to run off and go get some part. Now, if they're doing the whole street, they would have had the supplies for the whole street, and they weren't even halfway through with doing my street. So something was up with that transformer. Um, and where the transformer is is in front of the house, that has been screwing around with my electricity, which is two houses away. So I, I just want to throw that out there um, to keep that into consideration because I know for a fact that that's something for me, not that it's for everybody, but it's definitely an issue for me. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's see here. Oh, let's go with uh, hi, uh, Western Massachusetts. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi, welcome. Hi, this is Peter. Hey, hey, Peter. How you doing? Good. I'm glad you're looking at the magnetic fields and how they're all connected. EPR, yes. everything in the whole universe. Yeah. Have, have you looked at Michael Pressinger's work? Doctor Who? Doctor Michael Pressinger. No, no, I haven't. Pressinger. He's, he's got a video called "No More Secrets" that all information can be be held on the Earth's magnetic field. Oh yeah, I think I posted that one once or twice. Yeah, so that's a good one. And with EPR, I think like you were saying, those atoms and molecules with unpaired electrons. They're not balanced. They have a magnetic field. Yeah. And, and what about what do you think about my idea on biological induction? There's nothing on it in research. But do you think that because they're manipulating 
these electrons in our body, that they're able to use those as inductors? Yeah, you know, it, like you, you were mentioning like the transformers, right? And you were saying, you know, one coil and another coil and there's nothing, you know, connecting them. What is connecting them is the magnetic field. Right, right. The, 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 the induction. Induces the current in the other one. So right. we, we have DNA, which is spiral. Our sweat glands and our hands are spirals. I mean... Are you cor- you're correct. Our, uh, everything is Mobius. Our, our electronic field is Mobius. Our blood flow is Mobius. Yeah, I mean, yeah. about these, these liquid crystals that vibrate and resonate with other atoms, you know, hormones, and, and that's how our body communicates. Nick Vigich talks about it. I don't know if these liquid crystals are, are little coils. You know, yeah, you, you, well, you got—it's a big. You got to realize the human body is hardwired, and it has its own Wi-Fi. Yeah, so I mean, this—you know—this is what I've been looking at lately—is the magnetic field. It's yeah, not, me too. And the more the, the the more I, I look at it, the more I'm finding stories about scientists are now finding out that humans have that sixth sense. We can detect that field, and it's. That story about the magnetic field or the gauze of the earth contains the thoughts and everything, everything everyone's thinking in this magnetic field. That is scary. I thought all through time. That is scary. Another video, which is the the supposed first quantum entanglement of brains. You know, he made the God helmet, which I guess all weird stuff happened. But he connected two men with helmets with coils in them. And one person, they shined a light in his eyes, you know, and they yeah. read his brain with fMRI. And the other guy in another room connected, you know, through a computer, but with the same coils on his helmet, his brain lit up exactly like the other guy. So, you know, this, this I'm sure this has something to do probably with the V2K side, at least, you know. Yeah, I do too. You know, and, and then now they're putting uh, a signal on the Schumann resonance, and uh, it's a standing wave, you know. And yeah. I don't know, I, I don't I, know how this all connects, and we're dealing with different things, but, uh, you know, yeah. I'm really interested in this magnetic side. Of course, we, we yeah, with Robert about I saw where the Schumann's uh, resonance was changing, too. About, about brains. Well, one thing that I... Uh, Dr. Eldon Bird talked about was cloning someone else's brainwaves over ours and putting us in like a chaotic state if they were in a chaotic state. Oh yeah, the entanglement. Yeah. So I mean, well, it's just it's like one it's cloning brainwaves over yours from a person who's having difficulties, and then you 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 end up in that state. You know, it's right? Like right. That's that's training training. That's, yeah, that's what quantum entanglement uh, says. It superimposes uh, one state on the other state. So it doesn't take over. It's just now you're both states. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's definitely something along this line. Just we have to look into it more and understand it better. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking into yeah, Yeah, I'm looking into the royal rife. You know, and since we're talking about galls, uh, I, st- I, I looked at Royal Rife once before, and I decided, no, this is too much. 
this is uh, not the right way. But now I'm going back to it. And now that we're talking about changing the galls or the frequencies around you, uh, Royal Rife may be a good good defense. The Mobius coil. I'm, I'm researching the Mobius coil. And that's because everything in the universe, uh, the Earth's galls, uh, red blood cells, uh, travel in a Mobius pattern, uh, uh, DNA, RNA, uh, everything seems to have a Mobius pattern. So I'm looking into, I'm going to see if uh, one of the uh, electrical companies up the road that winds motors can wind me up a Mobius coal to play with. Yeah, I was, I was reading that the uh, mitochondrial DNA is a Mobius coil. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And it, it, the DNA communicates the same frequency as the human resident. And so now they're putting a signal, uh, a v, uh, VLF signal on the human resident, which, you know, which is 7.83. And the, the, the mitochondrial DNA is communicating at 7.83. You know, what I read was, like, a little confusing, and they said, yeah, we see the parallel. We just don't know exactly how they connect. And so all the answers aren't there yet, but, you know, there's certainly something going on here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I like that you're looking into it. I'm looking into it as well. Maybe Robin yeah. pulls out a little bit. Yeah, I'm reading a little bit about the vacuum and the aether. Uh, the power that is supposedly within the vacuum. Uh, and they say that the uh, bioscalar uh, is real, and that's our connection with the gods of the earth and with each other and with every living thing on the earth. I told Robert the other day, we, we were in a chat on one of his posts, and uh, it's it's my opinion that man has not fully evolved to our full potential. Oh, definitely. And we're just we're just now finding some of these scary things out, and and that's what we're being attacked by some of these scary quantum physics uh, capabilities that we that that we inherently have, but haven't evolved to the point to control them. I, you know, I agree. A few people have, you know, these abilities, and they looked into it, and and now they're synthetically doing it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I agree. I don't. I don't think we totally understand it. I mean, like even the EPR, you know, an unpaired electron is uh, an un yeah an unpaired. Uh, what am I saying? Oh, Peter, today I did some research into the galls of the earth, and there's something about spin in there. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that's uh, the frequency, it, 140 it, megahertz. That line everything, up. everything, every uh, atom or every molecule has a spin or photon. They all have spins. They found out that light photons have a spin, and they found this out by shooting a photon into a magnetic field and finding out that this photon only went up and down, even though they tried a side deflection. And they said because of the spin, it now had a magnetic pole, and it only traveled in those directions. Right. 
within an atom, you know, uh, the electrons are going to higher and lower power levels in the orbital shell, and it, they're giving off and absorbing photons between each other as they transit these different orbital shells. And so the photons are the way they transfer energy to higher and lower states. Yeah, and I, I read that the electron is actually traveling in a 3D universe. It does not orbit, but it it or it uh, spirals around the atom. It's never in a single orbit. It's a 3D orbit. I mean, supposedly it's never in just one place. Somehow it's in many places at once. Right, right. The, the, the orbital shells. You know, like two on the inside and so many. And then when they get to unpaired electrons on the outside, there could be one on an outer shell. And if there's another outer shell, there'll be one. And another outer shell, there could be up to like four, I think it is, outer shells. They all have one. They will all have the same spin. I'm trying to understand Robert's uh, post on quantum computing. computing. And it's just amazing because it's blowing me away because if if an atom can be in a superimposed state, it can be an entangled state, it can be in any possible state, then how do you – I'm a little lost at the results. <laughs> I'm trying to work it out myself. <laughs> what I'm beginning to understand is there will be different quantum computers for different kinds of problems. You know, that they're not there's gonna be more than one quantum computer. Oh yeah, yeah. At least this was what I was reading. That you know, they've made one and it can do certain kinds of problems but not all of them. They'll be redesigning other ones to do other types of problems. So but no, this this is a complex field here. it'll take a while to you know, even get a little bit of a grip on it, you know? Oh yeah. A magnetic field in other words, when you look at the, like they talk about the unified field theory, uh, the four forces, the weak, the strong, gravity, and then magnetism. Magnetism is really the one, in other words, gravity gets very weak at a distance, you know? But magnetism yeah. is connected to everything. Everything yeah. is connected to magnetism. And Persinger did that story on No More Secrets, and then Neil Tyson DeGrasse had a science show. What if there were no more secrets? Same, same topic. There's got to be something here. They're tapped yeah. into to all parts. Hey, for, for anybody listening, I would like to, uh, and doesn't know Peter Rosenholm, the other speaker here, he was one of the persons who participated in the bioethics committee uh, on our problems. He's done a lot, uh, a lot of activism. So if you don't know Peter Rosenholm, uh, look at some of the bioethics uh, videos on YouTube. Uh, I'm sure you'll see him on there. But uh, uh, his, his father worked for who? Raytheon, Peter? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, getting to the parametric amplifier. Another coil yeah. that's super cool that would be picking up these magnetic fields and Converting them into information that we can process. 
Well, thank you. Um, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna intervene right here and say thank you, Dwight, for for coming in and and answering all the questions and your um, updates and your refresher uh, information. Uh, there's uh, people are asking more information about the uh, the grounding units that you put around your neck. So we want to follow up with that. Um, uh, so thank you so much, Dwight, for coming in. And uh, yeah, I understand you have another speaker. Yeah, Joe Esposito is coming in, and we're so we're hoping y'all can stick around. Yeah, I'd like to, um, I'd like to hear I'd like to hear what he has to say. Yeah, um, and we're going to talk about uh, well, uh, this this uh, well, Joe can explain it better, but uh, we're we're going to approach FTC, and so uh, doing a mass calling and uh, and trying to get some people involved at the uh, you know trying to get them to allow public comment. So Peter, you'd be uh, right up this alley as well. Uh, public comment uh, for this new, uh, uh, they're trying to pass these 5Gs. Uh, anyways, uh, let's get, let's bring Joe in. Thank you, Dwight. And, and Peter, if you want to stick around and, and, and we'd certainly love to have you, uh, you know, add, add to, uh, but we have started organizing because the, it, it comes up for uh, a vote on July 14th. Is that my understanding, Joe? Yes, that's right. Hi, welcome again. <laughs> well, thank you. I just, I'm just <laughs> kind of dumbfounded listening to Dwight and Peter. That's just awesome stuff they know. <laughs> I thank yeah, you. Yeah. Well, we got a pretty intelligent. You know, we, you know, we, we resort to, you know, trying to figure this stuff out. So, but, uh, but uh, Dwight and Peter have been, um, you know, shining stars as far as, uh, uh, you know, trying to help us shield and build Faraday cages, and they know a lot about the technology. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate them. Thank you for letting me listen. Um, I, I was just trying to, um, Shelley, in, inform your uh, listeners. You know, I've been, I kind of got entangled with these smart meters the last three or four years and trying to um, stop them because of the um, radiation they're putting out to everybody and causing all sorts of health problems. Um, did, let me, can I ask you a question? Did I get you that? Um, Olga Sheehan, 25-page paper. Did you get you did. that? did. I sent it out, too, and okay. I need to follow up. She's got some other great works, uh, really impressive. Uh, uh, was she, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll have to go ahead and explain it. <laughs> well, she, I just wanted to make sure you had that first before I started um, because she was just, she just did such an awesome job of, of kind of explaining what's been happening, and she's actually having to to leave the city she lives in um, because of all the radiation, you know, um, that's happening. But, uh, you know, there's, and I guess what I'm learning, um, I knew none of this three years ago, (laughs) and I probably don't know much more now, but um, I've learned uh, because, you know, I bought a um, microwave, you know, radiation high-frequency analyzer, so I can read the smart meters and the Wi-Fi and deck phones and, you know, those kind of things we just um, have in our homes, but also we're being inundated with, you know, from cell towers and um, the smart meters and all that. Well, you know, I we were, or I was, I was thinking that was all pretty bad stuff, and it is, uh, and it's causing a lot of serious health problems um, when you talk to, the you know like Jerry Flynn the military you know microwave radiation worker guy's been at it 26 years and you know I think there's Barry Trowler 
they were both in the Cold War and um, with all this radiation, and so we, you know, think that's pretty bad. Um, and then, you know, I've, since I spent three or four years on this, it takes a while to learn all the, uh, like Peter um, and Dwayne, all the ter- terminology. <laughs> There's a lot, <laughs> and and so you have to learn all that and. I guess we finally the last year or so we've kind of worked around to how the FCC determine how this radiation is safe. Um, and I, I I don't know if we talked about this on the show previously about the plastic military guy's head they they took a um, um, copy of and you know. Did we talk about that before? I can't remember. You know, we Curtis has talked a lot about it, but uh, you know, yeah, how they went and uh, uh, they were supposed to run. Initially, they ran uh, tests to prove to what the FCC or what what group uh, that there were no harmful effects from your using your cell phone, and they did the test with an actual plastic piece of parts. So yeah, yeah they, so. well, they did this um, this plastic head and. You know, they put simulated brain fluid in it and, and stuck a meat probe thermometer in the top and then put a cell phone against it and said if it didn't heat that temperature over one degree, it was going to be safe. Um, well, there's no biology in any of this. You know, Curtis, you know, Bennett probably helped fill you all in on all that. Um, but this whole, this, in my opinion, um, they've known all this about the microwave radiation since, you know, 1932, and the Germans called it, um, microwave sickness because people were getting sick from the radiation they were being exposed to. And, you know, over the years, there's lots of military documents that show the same thing. You know, I think I've got a 1971 Navy military, um, 2,300 studies, five pages of this kind of health problems. And so I guess just to make it real short, the the uh, this this um, these people that were working on all this just looked looked at humans as they were bags of water and the radiation if you didn't heat heat them too much then it was safe well you know they just came out with the new study this um um new 25 million dollar 16 year uh, toxicology study and, and um they subjected rats to um 900 megahertz and they got cancer and what was really interesting is um they kept it below one degree. They didn't heat their bodies. Um, and so the, for the first time in all these years, it's, it just came out public, you know, May 27th, that um, 900 megahertz, which is cell phones, smart meters, you know, and all that um, stuff, is causing cancer. Um, you know, and even the uh, American Cancer Society kind of jumped back and said, whoa, you know, how can this even happen? What's the deal here? And you know, we've been trying to tell people for years and years now that this kind of radiation, the non-thermal, non-heating, um, ionizing radiation is causing biological damage, and that's what all the scientists, you know, are screaming at the top of their lungs, you know, trying to get people to recognize, and that's what Jerry Flynn's been saying all along, that, the, you know, none of this radiation uh, microwaves is safe. So now here we are. Um, and then what was it last? Oh, about a um, just before the first of the year, I think it was October, November. Google came out and applied for an experimental 
uh, trial to uh, deploy 200,000 balloons over the United States and Wi-Fi the whole United States. I think it was 12 miles up. Uh, experimental. <laughs> so, All right. Now, what, 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 what was in these balloons? Or aren't they some kind of met, metal? Well, no, the balloons, the balloons are just going to hold up the, 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 um, the equipment. And the equipment, you know, is going to be radiating that certain area where the balloon is over. Um, yeah, it's kind of like what they're doing with the smart technology. Imagine that. But so, I mean, that's another thing why I, I wanted to, um, you know, bridge uh, the RF and EMF uh, approach uh, to this, this technology because, uh, you know, it, they, it, they, it does have adverse health effects. And if, maybe if we can get some regulations with uh, some of these, these and, and test these uh, malicious frequencies coming into our home. Uh, you know, I, I told you I spoke with the FCC, and they, you know, they, I, I said, well, how do we, uh, you know, how do we test for these, uh, these uh, frequencies or these uh, leakages uh, from uh, high frequencies? And they said, well, talk to our engineering department. And, uh, and I said, well, is there some kind of a meter that they're going to recommend that, you know, this, that, and the other? And, uh, and so I think... You know, this is a a way for us to, uh, you know, help get some regulations and and, and uh, you know come in from a standpoint of uh, that these are harmful, um, you know, frequencies and you know the experimental frequencies and the directed energies are are directly related to the radio frequencies and the um, the EMF and um, so that's why I think it's important to um, well you had talked about. Uh, well, let's, let's first of all let's tell the community about what what. Uh, yeah, I was, I, was just, I was just I was just trying to bring them up to kind of what the threat. Yeah, yeah, sure. What's Absolutely. been happening? So so now you know Google just did this like you know a month or two before the new year and just you know they pushed it through, and now Tom Wheeler, the chairman of the SEC, just you know comes out here first the first of this um, this last month or so. And so now he wants to push 5G through, 5G through, um, and use it. And you know, it's, I think it's a broadband. And if I'm not mistaken, my understanding was it was like um, 73 gigahertz. I mean, it was like this millimeter um, wave. And so there's 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 been no testing. You know, this is all just kind of popped up all of a sudden. And he's trying to push it through, and they're supposed to vote on it July the um, 14th, which is, I think, Thursday. Um, and so that's just got all these people in a, a terrible uproar because, you know, they have done no testing. And here we are still trying to, you know, um, show people and tell people that this microwave radiation is dangerous and that it's this national, um, you know, $25 million national taxology study just comes out June the 27th, and they're saying, you know, wireless causes cancer, you know. And so now we're going to deploy this this new technology, and Wheeler is, it doesn't even want any regulations. He's just going to throw it to the, um, the telecoms and the industry and say, here, just go at it and do what you want to do. Yeah, I mean the most money went right. Yeah, and, <laughs> and and so everybody's just going ballistic. I mean the people that are concerned and you know sensitive to the radiation we already have, and you know, and I forgot the 
I forgot the amount of radiation that's on the Earth that's even never been here before. Um, and, and I know people, I mean, for a fact, don't understand how bad it is because, you know, I've got the meter, and, and I go out there and read it um, on a pretty regular basis. Um, yeah, I mean, also, so what we have here in Dwight, tell them about your suit and that you actually get relief from this, this suit. I don't know if Peter knows about it or Dwight knows about it, but this is a fairly new suit to, that you purchased through the U.K. Isn't it fairly new? Oh, yeah, it is. It's brand new. Um, I was, you know, I'm sensitive to all this radiation. I was a radar tech for, um, you know, like six years in the Marine Reserves. In the first four years, we had what they call a TPNA. It was a precision ground approach radar for uh, landing aircraft. Well, nobody, you know, back when you're you're young, you know, nobody tells you how dangerous all that stuff is. So, and it's cumulative. And so I got exposed to that. And then there was several other places you know, I got exposed. And so when they put a smart meter on my house, and then I have a cell tower half a mile away, and uh, 14 Wi-Fi's I can register uh, on a spectrometer. I think um, they were talking, Peter and were talking uh, about all that. Um, and so, you know, I, I get sick and I, I can't function anymore. And, and, you know, the radiation levels out in the country are zero, zero, but here at my house they're pushing 2,000 microwatts per meter squared, which is just astronomical um, when, you got, when you start to understand all this. So I just keep getting sensitive and sensitive more. And so I went and purchased a um, $1,700 um, cell tower climbing suit. And and so they sent it, and I told them my size. I have kind of big shoulders, and I couldn't, I couldn't even get one shoulder in. But what I found was the material, it's like 20 dBD. It's not really very strong blocking material. And they were talking about, you know, when you're climbing the towers and you're pinching, which means you're being electrocuted, um, then, you know, you ought to come down. And, and that was just another point because, you know, electricity was supposed to be in wires. Curtis talk, Bennett talks about all that. It's supposed to be in wires, but wireless is nothing more than um, raw electricity, so we're all being subtly electrocuted by, by all that. So I sent the suit back. And I happened to meet this guy in the UK, um, Jeff Simmons, and he he uh, designed and built me a pair of coveralls, and it's it's five uh, fifty dBD, very very good. Um, and so, I, you know, it took a while to get them here, and I got them, and like there's they have like a baseball cap that's fifty with the bill, the bill that you know is fifty. Some of the clothing you buy, the bills are just out there. They're not protection. And then there's what they call a sonade that goes over your head and the back of your neck, and just your face kind of sticks out. And then they have a head net that you can wear. Uh, and it got socks and gloves and all that. And so I started wearing it, and I started getting better. I mean, I wasn't, you know, sick. I could, you know, uh, it used to be I couldn't even step out my front door off the front porch because of the stream of radiation from all the things to my south was just so strong. And so um, it was doing good. And then there's a fellow down in Mission, Texas, um, that had to go to court, and they were going to force him. I think he's in a wheelchair from this radiation. Um, yeah. Pardon me? Jesus Mendoza. We, we, we all know Jesus Mendoza. That's yeah. who you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. yeah. So, so, 
So I said, okay, we can't have that. So I said, we ought to let you try this. And so I packaged it all up. I think it was last, well, the week ago, Tuesday, and um, sent it, and he got it. Uh, but he but he got to go, he didn't have to go to court. He had a telephone, I think, um, you know, appointment. He didn't have to go to court. But but since then he he I think he's tried it, and I and I think he's really quite pleased with it. Um, I think he even said it was kind of um, magical, <laughs> because you know, but you know, because you know what's happening is whether we know it or not, and we're all being immersed in this radiation and and we don't even realize it because you, know, you can't see it here touch or do any of those kind of things and so we don't even realize how bad we are um you know and some people if you're close to cell towers or or whatever or if the smart meter is say you know on the other side of your bedroom bed you know like two feet away well those kind of people are really getting creamed or like people in apartments like this one lady, um, there's a South Memorial uh, apartment we went to that had 13 smart meters, and she was two feet away from those 13. And, and I mean, she was getting creamed, and she was real sick, and she was on the first floor. And so we went, and we got her out of there. Um, but my meter was like, it was like going off like popcorn. There was so much radiation because those meters were transmitting, you know, like popping. Um and, and so, see, we don't even understand. So, so I was really kind of excited for um, Mr. Mendoza to, to try that suit on because I, I don't think he's ever been totally out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's really affected, uh, and he's a known target. So, I mean, uh, he's really ill. I mean, he's been just uh, hypersensitive over these uh, uh, frequencies. Absolutely. So, yeah. thank you. He called it magical. That 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 makes me smile. Yeah. Well, I'll be I'll be interested to hear his report. I just had a few minutes to talk with him. Uh, yeah. But we'll we'll see how he um what he thought of it and how it worked. But um, you know, I'm I'm thinking this. See what's coming now is that that's out there right now. I mean, we're we're having to deal with all this radiation we're being immersed in. But I mean, Tom Wheeler in a few days, is getting ready to deploy 5G. Um, I don't even know if there's an instrument that reads 73,000 gigahertz. Um, I don't know. But Dwight or, or Peter, is there an instrument that reads that much? You, you know, I'm not sure about that, but I, I know one thing that happened with the 5G, and it actually was an upgrade on the, the 4G this year, was just like the uh, smart meters, uh-huh. Now something called the virtual antenna. Signals can go from one phone to the next, and they don't need cell towers. Huh. So it's a new development. So you know how well the signals, if you've got the smart meter that's a hub, then you get all the signals coming to your meter, right? Right. Well, if you're in a position where, you know, you're the in-between between a tower and a bunch of cell phones, the signals will now be going through your phone. Oh, yeah. Now, I've heard... I've heard that with cell phones too. If your cell phone's closer and it needs to bump off it, they will. Yeah. So people are going to get more radiation because other people's calls are going through their phone that's sitting in their pocket. Well, and see, that's my see my. I'm, I mean, I'm not. I'm trying to learn about 5G at the moment, but they say the uh, they're just going to saturate us. I mean, it'll be on top of telephone poles. It'll be just 
everywhere because it doesn't penetrate very well at all. Um, like like some of the other frequencies, like you know, 900 megahertz maybe can help damage your organs, but but this is gonna. I'm not sure what it's going to damage. I don't know how. I mean, I I know a few people that have, have started using it, and I'm hearing they're having trouble. Um, there's a school here in Tahlequah. The high school just went to 5G. That's going to be very interesting to see. Um, but you know, I just I just think that the public's had no input on this 5G. They they just kind of jumped up and they said we're going to do this we're going to let industry run with it you know we're not going to have any regulations or anything we're going to let them design it they're going to work with it um, and it's wireless i'm i'm sorry that report you know just came out it's a 25 million dollar report saying you know wireless is causing cancer and you know, so talked with uh trowel uh you, you ever read the trowel report yeah Barry? Yeah. Yeah, I've talked to him a couple times. I've called him in his home. Yeah. Have you read the trial report? I've read a lot of things. I'm not sure if, uh, which one you're talking about. Well, we get a permeable blood-brain barrier. We know that from bioeffects of selected non-lethal weapons from the Air Force. But right. Barry talks talks about uh, electrons spinning faster, getting smaller, so they also penetrate the permeable uh, blood-brain barrier. Right. It's all in his trial report. Uh, he did it for law enforcement that is using that community. Yeah, that that was the Tetra. They were using Tetra. The Tetra system, right? Yeah, I remember. That. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah, it didn't seem that good. People couldn't sleep. Uh, you know, I, I guess you know there were a number of issues. But yeah, I don't. I don't know what seventy, seventy-three gigahertz going to do. It. I know one thing: the higher you get, the more power it is. Uh huh. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I don't even have a cell phone. Never had one. Well, but but I mean, you know, I mean, you, you just look at this. Um, it, that's why I was asking um, Shelley about this. Um, Olga Sheehan, that this lady, um, she goes through uh, the cost. What does cost her? She has a PS and then she has a PPS, and she goes through this list. Of cost, I mean, she had brain cancer, two hundred and what, twenty-five, fifty thousand, and then all the shielding and and um, all this stuff she goes through, and so she asked. Um, his name is Gregor Gregor Robinson, I think, the mayor of Vancouver. She says, um, "What's this rounded off at two million dollars for what you've cost me with all of your technology?" And I and I said, "Can I just send you the bill and you and you shall." share it, you know, with Hydro BC and the telecom guy, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they should they should be experimenting. I mean, they should know what it's going to do. But I, I guess... I guess experimented with it. That sounds crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, you just... I mean, I, 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 mean, I go into people's homes. That's why I got the suit, because I couldn't take it anymore. Um, this one lady named Dina, she spent $8,500. I mean, she... She went to several doctors that couldn't help her, and her neck was all swollen up, and they thought she had cancer, and they did a surgical biopsy, you know, and they did all these antibiotics, all these blood tests, 8,500, and she still didn't find it, and everything was negative. And and so, I mean, that's what this stuff is causing. So um, she went to this other doctor that happened to know, she was a naturopath and knew about me and knew about what the radiation was doing, and 
she said, you know, you need to maybe call Mr. Esposito. And so she shot me an email and was talking to me about a smart meter guard. And I said, well, it's a little more than that. So I went and read her house, and her head was like, you know, eight feet from a smart meter on her house. And then the neighbor had one 15 feet away coming through a big picture window right at her from the garage next door. So she had been sleeping with her head between two smart meters. Yeah, well, I mean, you mentioned this guy in a wheelchair. I'm having trouble walking. Yeah. I get tendons ripping off my knee. I, You know, I'm wondering what the hell is going on. Well, yeah, and well, that's just like um, this guy Kevin uh, that is, you know, working on this 5G right now. He's in Washington. I mean, I just talked to him today, and he's down underneath down there. You know, there's these trams that run everybody from their offices, and they stop under the Capitol, and everybody gets off and goes upstairs and votes or whatever. Well, he's talking to all these guys about all this radiation and these, you know, representatives and senators and about the cancer. And he goes, one guy said to him. Is that why my leg's burning all the time? <laughs> See, they, people don't know. You know, I just say I got days where I can walk okay and days where I can't. I don't know what's happening. So you got a smart meter on you? Yeah, on my house? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I actually called the electric company and said I don't want one installed on in my home. Well, you might walk out and look at it uh, where your electrical comes in. See if it's got if it's got the five, you know, meters from the little clocks from zero to nine, and there's a horizontal wheel. Uh, if it's a digital face, you're in trouble. <laughs> I mean, uh, and then if you're really close to it, I mean, I've had I've had people that are friends that had bleeding noses and ears um, within, you know, they they stopped OG&E in Central Oklahoma. They deployed eight hundred thousand and. So they knew what was going on, so they stopped them from deploying at their place. But they snuck up and stuck it on, and they came home, didn't know it, and the wife got a bloody nose and bleeding ears within about two hours of being home. So they ran her to the hospital, and nothing was wrong. And they came home and started checking around and find out they put a meter on her. Now, now they're living in a little trailer a quarter mile away with no electricity for the last four years. You know. But but Peter, have you are you have you ever tried shielding like protect your your legs or your knees or? No, no. You know you know what I they tested the microwave Medusa weapon on me. Oh wow! For a long period, a real long period. Uh, you know I'm I'm reading where they're making supposedly making a prototype now. Or I, we're in like 2007 or something. In 2001. It was it was on me at high pot loudest thing you ever heard. You'd be deaf if you were hearing it. And they they cooked me. All the food in my intestines gurgled through me. Uh, by morning I was just, just shaking. You know, I went to the hospital said I'd been microwaved. And they I, said they said that. No, I said that. Oh, okay. And then they they committed me. And then when I got in the hospital, they tortured me with it. It was um it was terrific. It was unbelievable. Well, you know, this um I understand what you're saying because you know, I've gotten in situations now since I started learning all this. Um there was a lady down in Midwest City and um I, I she was the first person I saw that was under as much radiation from all these different sources and even uh, Tinker's uh radar was hitting her 
you know, every few seconds. No, this this was weapons testing. They hit me with the heat attack, all kinds of microwave weapons. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, believe me, I went through years of it. It was, uh, and now I'm having trouble walking. Wonder if I'll end up in a wheelchair someday. You know, you're telling me this guy is in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what he's been through. I I just know, just like this this Olga lady in Vancouver. She goes through this. I mean, it's a 25-page paper. You know, she she did an excellent job. I even called, emailed her and thanked her. Um, she, she, but you know, you, you read all that and you see what they're what's happening to everybody. You know, it's not going to be long before more and more. I mean, she's talking about her whole neighborhood. The, uh, how many people were hurting and one lady's you know homebound now, um, just just from this. This um, radiation, where I mean, nothing like you went through. It's just this, this uh, stuff that's flying around out there right now. Yeah, I mean, trial was one of one yeah. of this, you know. No, he's he's very good. Jerry Flynn is another guy I've I've tried to work with um, that has has been in all this. Um, but that, that's the problem here, you know. I think what we're trying to do is is get people to call in. I, I sent Shelley, um, there's, you know, Tom Wheeler, you know, he was a, he was a uh, lobbyist for the telecoms, right? I mean, and Obama put him in. Um, but there's five, total of five um, commissioners. And so I sent Shelley the, the phone numbers to, to them. And so we're going to try to uh, start Monday at 8 a.m. We're going to try to start calling. You know, if you want to call every, every day for, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, until they vote on Thursday. Just kind of reinforce, make sure they got you written down. <laughs> you know, we're asking, we're asking uh, no 5G wireless uh, because the the 25 million dollar government study that just came out uh, on 627, and you know that they found wireless causes cancer. So why are we deploying even more now? Yeah, no, I hate. It. I mean, my targeting's gone way up. I mean, the V2K and you know, synthetic telepathy. So, are you past all that targeting? Oh no, it's been twenty-something years. Of it. So, is it just where you live? Is there? Are you near somebody or something? No, no. I just I got picked like a lot of these people here to to be targeted. Uh, you know, there were some people who got implants in them, retinal implants. And oh yeah. And all this stuff, and that's what they did to them. To me, it was microwave weapons testing. Huh. Lucky me. You know, it's funny, too, because I had a robotic machine shop, and uh, I made some uh, waveguides, you know, for microwave. Pretty high-powered ones, too, very small. And uh, come back to bite you in the ass. Huh. You know, of course, I didn't know what they do with them, you know. Right. Well, um, Peter, Peter's also helped build uh, some Faraday cages, and he's done some experimental work with the with the shielding with Faraday and different different variations of shielding. Uh, you recently built one and using what the Teflon, but you didn't ground it. So, isn't was that you, Peter? No, uh, no we did, we did a screen room. We didn't get the Teflon up. The girl had to move out of where she was. Okay. Uh, but you know, just just screen regular screen. Mm-hmm. Does a good job of taking a lot of it out. Yeah. What we got right now is the cage is dissipating a lot of electricity. You know, we can ground it and uh, 
Teflon's another way to to push it away. The electricity that you know builds up in the screen. Uh, they they got cloaking now that that will cloak uh, microwave, and they put these what they call split ring resonators on Teflon. And to like a tef- to a microwave camera, it bends the microwaves right around it. Huh. So the people are invisible, while the object is invisible. Well, so, you, know, you know, we're looking at these things to try to see what we can do. We 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 have been extreme cases being experimented on. So. There's there's a guy here in Tulsa that actually built Faraday cages for military installations, and and so I've been trying to work with him and get with him, but he just seems like he's just so busy. Um, yeah, he's hard to get into, but but this guy he actually designed, a, as my understanding, a sleeping bag that was was safe. I mean, you could sleep in the thing. Um, it's kind of like it's kind of like my um, coveralls. I I believe if you could um, suit up at night, like when it's, when it's cooler, it's, it's hot now. I understand, but in the wintertime, it'd probably be a good thing to suit up in it. Um, be very comfortable. Now let and, me ask you something though. You're, sure. you're suiting up. You're not grounded, right? The suit's not grounded. No. No. So it is just dissipating the electricity. Right. Yeah. But but I but I do sleep in a Faraday cage. I I didn't know what I was doing when I first started all this, but I I do have a Faraday cage and it is grounded. I I just took a three three bar and drove it through my air conditioning vent and then you know put in um, cables to. Um, right. I mean, I mean, one of the questions we have is uh, when Jesse Ventura did his show on. on uh huh. Yeah, I remember that. Right, right. Remember, you had Fred Bell as an expert, and Fred died. I I don't remember who it was, because I I just remembered they had a show on targeted individuals. I remember that. Yeah. Well, they ended up flying me out as an expert, and Robert Duncan as well. They went with Duncan, and uh, you know, he he talked about the Gwen Towers. Yeah, that's so right. Sound wave emergency network. Yeah. And they transmit underground. You know what I mean? So your ground would pull that up. But but that would be concerned with mind control. You know, not so much with dissipating electricity. So what I was trying to figure out is how to make a use a diode, you know, which is kind of one way at certain uh-huh. voltages. And, right. You know, to, to see if I could make make a way so the signal wouldn't come off. Never really worked it out completely, you know. Well, the whole ground, the whole I know, I know, you know, I didn't know anything about how bad all the ground current is, but you know, they returned those neutrals on those power lines, and and so now all that electricity is running back to the earth. That that book by uh, Have you read that book by um, Oh, um, Dirty Electricity by Sam Milham? No. He he's he's an epidemiologist. Um, and he goes on and he says um, when they started uh, electrifying the rural communities in America, you could watch all, he calls them the modern diseases of civilization. Um, all these cancers and all these things, you could actually watch them um, as they went through and electrified everything. Well, you know, I, I, I saw a video and it was this Eric Dollard from, uh, he's a scientist. He was saying all these top people we have in electronics, they all started off in telegraph. And at first they just grounded them. And 
And if there was a lightning storm, all the tele, teletypes would start going off, or telegraph, whatever they call that machine. And it was these people, like the smartest of them, like Heaviside and all kinds of others that, you know, started doing all this electronic work, creating all the devices that we have, along with Tesla, of course. You know? Right. Uh, yeah, they were saying, you know, that's when they started, you know, sending the signal back to the electric company with to the neutral. You know what I mean? Right. right. It's better than, than running it into the ground. Right. Um, well, you know, I, I appreciate listening um, to you and Dwayne. Um, I knew none of this stuff. Uh, we got some other meters, and we had this uh, 70s GE range electric that had a top oven and bottom oven, and the transformer and the clock was was coming out into the kitchen about 12 feet or more at high levels. Um, and those magnetic fields that hurt you really bad, like you guys were talking about. Yeah, that's what I found when I got an oscilloscope and went online. The guy said, grab the two probes. You'll pick up your house current running through your body. Yeah. And then find out Microsoft uh, got the patent on the human body as an antenna. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we are an antenna. I guess we're a very good one. Well, yeah, we we even um, we, we hooked up my wife. Uh, she was in bed one night to uh, check her, you know, body voltages. Um. And she was all hooked up, and we threw the breaker to the lights in that room, and she dropped immediately. I was shocked um, to see how we are antennas. You're right. It's amazing. We are. We are. And, you know, Dwight was saying our skin's very good. I mean, let's face it, it's wet as salt water, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, when I when I go to read homes, you know, just to help people understand how much bad um, microwaves they have in their house. Like this one I was reading, the the deck phone in the kitchen. I always like to walk around the outside to see how much stuff they have running in the house so when I go inside I can kind of you know pick things out. But her son was about 25 or so, and he was standing right next to me, and I we were about, mm, about 15 or 20 feet from the house, and I was picking up that deck phone. And, you know, that meter has a signature for a deck phone and Wi-Fi and cell towers and stuff. And so I was kind of listening to that, and I was talking to him. And so what I did is I stepped behind the sun and put my meter against his back so that the sun was standing between the meter and the deck phone. And it went quiet. And I said, do you know what's happening? And he goes, no. I said, I said you're, absorbing, you're absorbing that that signal. And that's 900 megahertz. Yeah. That and baby monitors. That's right. Yeah. Hey, hey, I got a question for you. Uh, when you go to check a home, yeah. do, do you check that person in any way? No, I don't. Uh, let me give you a tip here. Okay. Uh, uh, you can either make you a ground wire that you can plug into a receptacle. Right. But take that person. Do you have a uh, multimeter? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I got, I got a, a Simpson. Uh, I got a Simpson, right? That should work. But I, I use a Fluke Fluke eighty seven. Uh, but uh, take and say you're standing in the kitchen. Uh, uh, ground the black prong and tell that person to hold the red prong. Put your meter in AC volts, and you can actually read the induced. 
potential on that person's body. In my kitchen, uh, I can read as high as 18 volts across my body, AC. Uh, in front of my computer, sitting at my computer is five volts. Oh, wow. Well, you can actually read the induced voltage from your home across your body. Just put the black lead to ground, put the red lead between your fingertips and squeeze it, and, and, and you're reading the induced voltage from the AC current in your home across your body. Right. It will it will shock you. Well, let me, let me ask you this question. Say, you know, if I'm being, say, shielded in my house, which which I am, and then say I want, how, how how are you being shielded? I I put um, well when they when they um, took we we went to Tulsa County and got permission to take the smart meter off and put an analog back on, and we did all that and I videotaped the readings around my house um, before, during, and after. But when we put the smart the analog meter back on and took off the smart meter. I went in to read on our bed, and it was still it was still the same, 700 microwatts. And I said, "Whoa!" I said, "What's wrong here?" And it took me a few days, and then I realized for the first time about multi sources of microwave radiation, um, which I have a cell tower half a mile to my south, and they got like seven layers of panels on that. And then I, yeah. have, I have a hospital 900 feet to my south that has a communications antenna on there. And so it's going off 20 seconds on, and then it, it goes off for 10. Now, now, let me ask you a question. Where, where is your breaker panel in your house? It's about 10 feet from our bed, just like where the meter was. Okay. Well, then I'm afraid that it, <laughs> the meter didn't have nothing to do with it. It's the power, the electrical power. The, your, your power box is right there. Right. Uh, it, I, I imagine it's in the closet. Yeah, it is, right? You're right. Uh, well, it, it, well, but, but that, that, this, this is why you've got to make yourself a ground and, and short yourself to ground while you're in your own home. It's a bad environment. Oh, no, I know. But, but let me share with you. See, when I put that, my meters, it's an HFE 35C uh, gigahertz solutions, and it reads between 27 megahertz and uh, 2,700 megahertz. So when it was sitting on that bed, it was reading 700. So so what I had to do is I went. Oh. I, I was what, what I went. So I was reading. You know that first. Th- this all my first. <laughs> my first awakening was November 7th, 2012. We watched Dr. Dietrich Klinghart, and I learned what was happening for the first time. And so <clears throat> for three nights, you know, I was on the internet trying to learn as fast and as much as I could to try to you know put it all together. And so I, I learned about aluminum screen wire. So what I did is I went down to my lumber company and I bought a four foot by hundred foot roll, a couple of them, <clears throat> and actually nailed it. I have, a, I have a brick exterior on the south side of my home, and so I actually took you know uh, concrete nails, you know three quarter inch, and a, and a washer and nailed that aluminum screen wire to the whole south side of my home, and, th- and then I actually put it up on the roof. Um, and then it dropped inside the house to like 10 microwatts per meter squared. So then we bought like a $1,000 canopy that, you know, they hang from the ceiling. And, and, we, and we got it down. Oh, and I grounded all the wire on the outside. I, I drove, you know, three or three bars into the ground, and I grounded the wire that was on the house. 
and then um, the canopy now is 0.1 in size. So it's you know. It's oh, okay. So so you did enough to find out it is an external source. Oh yeah, no. It, it's, uh, but, okay. And, and so see, I live on two and a half acres, and I've lived here for like 22 years now, and. I, w- I can't. I have a seven thousand square foot garden. I couldn't even go out and work in the garden anymore. And I used to see. I didn't know any of this, and so I'd be out there working in my garden before I learned all this. And my gut used to hurt so bad, and I'd bend over and have to rest a few minutes because it was just so painful. And in that room, when I slept in that room, my gut would hurt, my shoulders would hurt, all my joint pains would hurt. I had all these terrible health problems, and and so. When I learned about Klingheart, um, that first that first night after I learned from what he was saying, I took some lead and uh, 30 inch by 30 inch roofing lead, and then I cut it in uh, 10 inch strips and nailed it around the box. I didn't touch the meter, around the box. And that first night, um, my two major health symptoms went away immediately. I, and I have a degree in physiology, so so I'm a little bit knowledgeable about the that you know those functions and so then the next couple nights i said well you know that's great so i went down to jones aluminum and bought a 20 foot um, by six foot wide piece of aluminum screen wire and right behind that meter in a recliner you know i i, I put that wire down and i put my chair on the wire and then i threw it over the top of the chair and, and i stuck it together at the foot of the chair and I and I got more symptoms better that went away. So the next night I went to Lowe's and got some one by fours and put sidewalls on it and then shot the wire to it, you know, staple gun. And then I grounded it. And I have a three page story that I took to the state legislature back January the eighth, twenty thirteen. And I woke up that morning after I'd done all that work, and I was just laying there, and it was I you know I opened my eyes as daylight. And my my stomach growled, and I could hear the clock in the kitchen ticking, and that was it. I mean, I was totally pain free. I was like I was floating. <laughs> hey Joe, can I, I tell you one thing that I read? Uh-huh. Uh huh. I read where where frequencies where you're trying to block frequencies. Uh-huh. That don't use lead because lead can actually kick out you know particles that can cause DNA damage. Yeah, yeah, it's not a safe thing. I understand. <laughs> yeah, no, just, you know, lead's good for you know radioactive stuff. Yeah. And one question: what's what's with the three grounds? What Someone was, asked that question earlier, and what was what? What you mentioned? You put the three grounds in. Well, I no, I just when I put the when I put the K, the wire around the house. Yeah. I just took three eighths reed bars and um, you know put a point on them and. They're about two feet or more long, and I drove them down into the earth, and then I took some very large spikes, and you know I ground them to make sure the um, they had you know clean silt, you know clean uh, contacts, and so the, I and so the three rebars is vertical, and the nails are horizontal to the wire. Well, now you grounded your your signals away from your home. You uh-huh. grounded. You grounded uh, some shielding around your home. Uh-huh. Well, not but, around but, it, just but on one side. Well, well, I'm getting to a point here. You heard earlier Peter say that in some of my research, I talked about the conductivity of the skin. Right. 
Now, now, if you look up skin conductivity, it will take you to uh, dermal, uh, let's say, electrodermal activity. Mm-hmm. Your skin actually becomes more conductive under assault, a physical assault or a psychological assault. Your skin will become more and more conductive. Wow. It's, the gal- it's the galvanic response. Right. Uh, now... Taking that into consideration, you're being attacked by a new technology or something that's unknown to you. Now your skin is becoming more and more conductive. If you really want to increase your health, ground yourself. No, you're right. And the reason, when I was, you know, we have, my daughter was kind of a, what do you call them, biologist. She was kind of studying that stuff. And so she bought a... um, some different meters and the body voltage meter if i'm hooking it up and i sit on the couch and i'm holding it there's a certain reading and i'm not smart enough to know all those readings like you know but if i take my feet and touch that wire on that faraday cage it immediately goes to zero (laughs) right right or does it dissipate slowly drop down usually it takes a a capacitive effect if you read it with a multimeter Uh uh-huh and, and you stand in your room, and you're, you're, you see you have 18 volts uh, inducted on your body AC uh, in your kitchen, and you immediately get your ground wire and stick it to your skin, it'll actually, you'll see the multimeter drop down just like a capacitor losing oh. its charge. Right. Wow. And it'll go all the way, it'll drop slowly all the way down to, to normal. And normal should be somewhere around point zero zero five millivolts, which I doubt your meter will uh, even pick up that low. But that low. Well, you know, uh, even even in your home grounded, you'll have a little more voltage than you, you normally should have on your body. Uh, wow. Well, you know, Curtis, so, Curtis Bennett is telling you, uh, or me, I was I was trying to learn some of that stuff, but but he says, you know, it, there's two transmitting. Um, transmitters in those smart meters 900 megahertz and 2.4 gigahertz but he is saying you're getting 4.8 billions a cycle riding on the 60 cycle so it's making it even worse yet right oh yeah uh, I, I was studying up on piggybacking they call it uh, hijacking or piggybacking signals like uh they can piggyback or, or a signal on 120 hertz you know, uh, and it'll just look like another sinusoidal wave riding the big sinusoidal wave. Right. But but, but anyway, all that's uh, it, it's it's all energy of some type, and what we have to figure out on the quantum realm is what have we been set up or what have we been evolved over time through intake of possibly water, particles in the air, chemtrails, no telling what. What has changed in our life to make us more susceptible to these electronic transmissions? And and one thing is our disconnect with the Earth. Uh, this was discovered in 2000, and, and now it's uh, more and more out there, but... Uh, you know what what else has been added to our bodies that we're not aware of well there's there's this guy um 
oh, um, we, I can't remember his name right off. He's talking about voltage-gated calcium channels. Have you heard about that? Oh, ion channels. Yeah. You're right. And, and this guy, I forget. Uh, well, they detected, oh, they detected channels through my toxicology test. Uh, it was said that I had uh, waveguides. Had what? Waveguides. Hmm. Uh, I, uh, I can't remember what she called them, but also uh, nanoclaws uh, and some nanomaterial uh, that was suspended in hydrogel. But uh, I, I don't know if it was channels or waveguides. You may be right. It may be something to do with channels. Yeah, uh, no, the, the, the voltage-gated um, calcium channels, I was trying to remember the uh, scientist that was, um, I was going to try to pull it up if I could find it real quick. Um, but he was, he was talking about that, and it just, ta- you know, we're so electrical. I mean, our heart, our brain, all this, our cells are all, you know, electrical. And what he was saying is what it takes to open that voltage, which allows calcium just to flood in, you know, and cause all these big problems. He says, what we're being exposed to is 720 million times higher than what those are. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Hey, you talked earlier about cancer and, and home electricity. I did that research uh, probably four years ago, and there's actually a paper written about it. Uh, uh, you can get the PDF online, uh, but uh, the study, which was Duke University, uh, University of Massachusetts, and one other university, and it was a government grant to study to see if 60 hertz electricity was causing cancer and leukemia, et cetera, and all that. And their conclusion was, no, it didn't. But it stopped the enzyme for cell reproduction. So when you had a cell die from ionized energy, the the cancer didn't start until the cancer stopped the enzyme for cell repair and cell regrowth. Then the cancer started. So the cancer wasn't directly related, but they tried to make it sound like it wasn't. But to me, it was a clear... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, if if 60 hertz electricity stops your body from repairing itself, would that not be the same as saying Ab- yes? It, ab- it, absolutely, yeah. It gives you cancer. Well, yeah. anyway, yeah. the paper's out there. You can read it. Yeah. Well, I mean, but but that's what's happening, and, and you know what's what's amazing. I, I, I. Oh yeah, they're not going to stop big business and and electricity just because it kills you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Oh, his name was it's Dr. Martin Paul, P A L L. He was the guy. You can pull it up on the internet. Um, the guy Martin with the voltage-gated calcium channel. Yeah. Okay, and, and if you want to see about in, uh, biological induction or what what your body's induced on, if you go to YouTube, right, and you and you put in the search earthing. Yeah, earthing. Look, right. look, look for a fella holding a multimeter. In his hand, I think he's wearing a purple shirt, but he's from Australia. He does a very good video on uh, the induction under power lines outside your home. Wow! Uh, what what you're what you're inducted with inside your home, and, and he talks about buying these 
uh, grounded mats and mattresses again, but still my idea is I want a dead short. I don't want a static discharge. I want a full discharge. Oh, no, absolutely. And, you know, there, I guess there's a lot of people that are very concerned about the ground currents now are so polluted. Um, I don't know. Uh, well, I've heard this said before, and, and me and uh, Neil used to get into it on, on some of the FFCHS calls about uh, he didn't believe you should use your home ground circuit because there's stuff coming dirty stuff coming out of the ground. Uh, I can't see this happening. Uh, the theory of electron flow is from a power source to a ground. It has to go to ground. Right. I can't see it going backwards. Right. <laughs> on that circuit. It, it, it doesn't, uh, uh, I can't see it happening. Well, I, I mean, that, I I don't know. I've never known how to, you know, um, experiment with all that. Um, now, I, now, I can see the electron magnetism from where I'm missing an electron. I now need one. I've got a magnetism for an electron, and I pull one out of the ground because the ground's full of them, and I need an electron, and that's a an attraction that, that occurs because man is symbiotic with the earth, but I can't see a message, a signal, uh, a danger coming from the earth up. I can't you see know, that. You know where I read this, Dwight? Dwight? Yeah. It was a, a conversation between a microwave engineer, electrical engineer, and a physicist. And they were talking about how to shield a magnetron. And so they got into, could you bring power into it? And if you've got a wire that goes through a shielded room, right, you can use, like, those magnets, like, go into your printer or go around the wire, and that blocks yeah. the magnetic field around it. But they said if you don't do that or you don't actually shield that wire itself, then the microwaves will hit it. It will act like an antenna and pick up the signal outside and it will broadcast it where the wire goes inside the room. So that that is where I did read where that that can happen. Can the ground oh. do that? You know, they were they were saying any wire. But uh and so they're actually saying to use the magnetic blocks or shield the wire itself outside the room. So I you know it's an odd thing. I, if I can I'll try to get you the conversation. You know? Shield the wire outside the room. Yes, that that a signal. Well, see, I, and I don't have any. The only wire I've got outside the room would be. You're talking about the wire going the from the meter down out. into the ground. Oh, okay. They were saying put a ground around the ground. I, now that sounds that sounds logical, because yeah. you're right there. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, let me think. Well, it's I, like, still you know, can't, I, I still can't see it flowing backward, though. I can see it. it any acting. signal, any signal that even comes in the form of frequency to that ground wire is going to immediately be attracted to the electrons of the Earth. To the negative. No, I, I'm right. telling you what that conversation said. They were talking about you could bring power... 
telephone or whatever into a room, but you had to shield the wire. Uh, okay, for, for, for telephones or something okay. like that. So those magnetic blocks aren't a lot of money. Uh, it might be worth the effort to do it. Put one on. Well, well, well I'm going to tell you where I'm at now, Peter, and, and I'm I'm torture free. What I did has stopped whatever was happening, and it turned out that it wasn't shielding, it wasn't blocking, it wasn't. Uh, doing anything more than grounding myself and using a gauze, a large gauze, to disrupt my environment, and that's all I. And I don't do uh, any. No, you know, I, I hear you, and I'm not disputing that. This was just I, conversation. I, yeah. Well, I don't use any shielding anymore. I don't fear my electrical products anymore. I don't worry about being in the EMF field because I'm I'm grounded. Uh, I'm not grounded right now. I'm walking around in my kitchen, but wh- when I go back and sit down at my computer, I put my ground on. When I go to bed, I wear my ground all night. Hey, Dwayne, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, I live on, on two and a half acres, um, and let me just ask you this. I mean, the radiation, I mean, it's pushing 2,000 out here. I mean, it's it, my meter's screaming. And and so if I'm barefoot and I'm walking out across my pasture, is... is now, now, hold on, hold on a minute. Uh, let me get something straight. Uh, I presently don't read anything in my home, so if you're reading something, you, you got some... Yeah, you're dealing with it. Yeah, but, okay. but what I'm saying is, let's say I'm barefoot, okay, and yeah. and so I'm walking out across the pasture getting a hit with this microwave radiation from the cell tower in the hospital. Is that is that energy going to ground? <sighs> well, partially, because you're not always grounded when you're walking. Uh, I wouldn't want to be out in it, uh, but if I was sitting in my home, and some of it was passing through the walls. It, it and, is. It is. <laughs> uh, within a, if you're grounded in your home, yes, most of that will be dissipated toward the ground. It will be attracted toward the ground and away from your body. And, yes, it so, will help you. So let me ask this. So if I'm standing um, out in my pasture on, on moist, I mean moist dirt, you know, I'm getting good contact. So if I'm standing still, is that energy going to ground if you got good contact with your skin i'm I'm trying to develop a product right now uh, i'm thinking of maybe a 316 stainless steel welding rod uh maybe tap the end of it where it'll hold two screws in a washer uh wrap a wire around it have me a little contact pad that i can slip in my waistband if I'm outside somewhere and I feel like I'm being uh, hit with some kind of uh, frequencies in the air, I just pull my rod out, shove it in the ground. Uh, well, that was something I, I'm thinking of. But no, no, if I'm outside and I feel something, I'm going to look for some moist dirt and plant my feet in it. Yeah, and, and that sh- well, and that should help. And, you know, like I, I, I'm on two and a half acres, and I used to keep three steers 
you know, and I'd raise them up to 1,400 pounds. They're a pretty big size. But I had electric fence around my property, and I learned a lot from that electric fence. <laughs> <laughs> but now, but now, if you're saying you live near a cell tower, yes, and you've discovered that this uh, energy is hitting the side of your house, yes, or coming across your property, uh, then you're doing whatever you can to try to protect yourself. But yeah, I'd be afraid of that. Yeah. But but let me let me just share this. When you know I'm in Oklahoma, and when it's very hot, very dry, that that ground <laughs> doesn't really act very good as a you know. I mean, um, you know, I can almost touch that fence and not be hurt. Um, yeah. But, but when it rains, look out, you know, because yeah. um, it'll come get you. <laughs> well, I just want to say, as a TI, I, I was tortured heavily in the beginning. Right. But I never measured any measurable or or remarkable readings. Uh well other than my Tesla meter would go off every now and then. Uh but a lot of the things that they attack us with it doesn't take a lot of power for the human body. Right. If they have if they have a way to aim it at you or connect it to you. And and that's what makes is making Things a lot scarier today. Well, and and that's why when I sent Shelley the um, there's that 25 page Olga um, Sheehan paper, she was talking about how most of the doctors that work with this stuff says over long term you shouldn't be exposed over one microwatt per meter squared. Oh yeah. And, uh, now I heard you earlier. You said you were you worked with radar in the army. Yeah, Marines. Okay, yeah, I was in the Navy. I worked with the uh, 51 Charlie Delta missile fire control radars, and, and so I know what radar or microwave feels like. Yeah. It's like you're standing in a magnetic field. It's like the kid in front of the TV with his hair standing up. Uh, the hair on your body will, will raise up. You can feel a tingle. Uh, I knew every time I, my office was right below uh, the Delta radar, uh uh, it was on a, a guided missile destroyer, but I knew when I stepped out the door if I could feel the hair on the back of my neck stand up to You're get on it. down the, the yeah to get on down out of the way. Yeah. So in the beginning, I did feel this, but later in my attack, it turned to something, and I've got a uh, a video on YouTube called "Interview with a Perpetrator's Son." And he, I try to ask him what they're attacking me with, but uh, and he finally says, "Oh, I know what they're attacking you with. It's a water gun." And I laughed and I said, "No, it's not." He said, "Yes, it is. It, it, uh, they hit you with it. It knocks all the water out of you. You have to let yourself get built back up, and then they'll hit you again." And huh. this is exactly what they were doing to me. Huh. And I believe that this weapon was an ultrasonics weapon. Because ultrasonics does the same thing that a microwave will do. Huh. It vibrates the atoms yeah. to to a point of, uh, and in this case, it was almost like they were targeting the uh, H2O or the water molecules in my body, and it was huh. knocking the water completely out of me, both ends. Wow. 
and these attacks would last about five minutes, and after it was over, I was fine. Well, but, I... but they are using different technologies in, in different areas. And, and if your house is being hit with that much power or that much frequencies, uh, yeah, I would do something about it. Well, I mean, we're trying to we're trying to move, um, but you know, you're fighting and doing newspaper articles every week, and it's just you know, it's hard to keep everything. Well, that's out. one reason why I decided to go ahead and move again. Uh, uh, I had two homes, and my, my parents passed away, and I moved in their home, and I just kept my other home. But now I'm uh, there, there's too much power in that home. Yeah. <laughs> There, there's too much uh, the power bill, the utility bill. It's a bigger home. It's is outrageous. It's gas heating. That's outrageous. Uh, the power bill for the winter might be four to five hundred dollars a month. And uh, my other home is is energy efficient. It's fully insulated. Uh, it's it's got every bit as many bedrooms and baths as the bigger house, but uh, because it's energy efficient, I don't pay about $90 a month. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I sold, sold my other home, and I'm moving into this home next week. Uh been remodeling. and uh, But anyway, it's less energy. The, the, my measurements, I'm out in the country. I'm not in the city. Right. Uh, the, the other home was in the city. There was a lot more energy around in the air. Uh, this home is way out in the country. As a matter of fact, it's right near the state line. And there's less energy outside. There's less energy inside. So, yes, uh, if you got that much energy hitting your home, I would try to move away from it, too. But, but see, that, that's what I'm doing now is I can't tell you the number of people uh, going out and finding white zones, where you know, and they don't, they don't, they can't tolerate any electricity on their yeah. place. So I mean, it's it's a it's a it's kind of a tough existence out there when you can't you know have heating um, and air conditioning. Um, I, I was reading about these uh, people that are moving to that uh, town in West Virginia that yeah. doesn't allow radio signals. Right. Uh, they're trying to sell the Air Force base there. And it was a beautiful Air Force base. And the starting bid was only $1 million. And, I mean, it had a hospital. It's like a little town. Yeah, I, I read about that, a $1 million. And there's people yeah. getting kind of excited about moving there. Uh, I said that would be a nice T.I. town. <laughs> yeah. It would. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> if you have a meter, um, and that's, you know, you can. Uh, I've gone out and I found places for people like this. This one, uh, as you go east, you know, if you're on the flat, you're you, can, you can't protect yourself. But if you could go where the terrain is starting to, you know, change and roll, uh, as it does if you go east of Tulsa, um, the terrain changes. And so we found this one lady found a place that has a hill to the east, a hill to the west, and a hill to the north. And so that is just um, um, geographic protection, you know. Well, you got to also realize that the gauze of the earth changes, too, with right. the geography and with the – and there's just 
special spots on the earth where uh, the galls may be stronger or weaker. And you can, if you can find those spots, and that's why it's good to get out in nature because uh, just walking through the woods, you may find an area that just you may start to feel better and, and uh, notice a little difference. And so it's good to do this. And this also interferes with, uh, uh, you know, anybody that might be uh, running this thing or uh, anything you can do to interfere with these electrical signals in the air right. will help you. Right. That's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, I was just um, like I have, uh, I still have some wisdom teeth. And this one tooth, um, the molar, was giving me a lot of trouble. And um, it's the radiation because when I go out, this lady hired me to go out, and I used to run heavy equipment and did some work reworking her creek. The, the, the couple days I was out there, I had no pain at all. It was in this protected place, you know, where she's at. Um, so, I, so I know it's the radiation. Um, and, and that's what I was trying to say earlier. We're, we're so inundated right now. People don't, I, I, you know, I've got the meter, so I read. And so you have, I mean, like, you, have, you been on, have you been on antennasearch.com? Oh, yes. I've seen all those. And, and I heard you earlier talking about 5 gigabyte Wi-Fi. Are you kidding me? They've already advertised a 30 gigabyte Wi-Fi. Wow. I mean, 30 gigahertz. I don't mean 30 byte. Uh, 30 gigahertz Wi-Fi. Wow. And you're talking about five? <laughs> They're right. already talking about 30. Yeah. Well, and that's what's kind of scary about this what I'm, what we're trying to talk about with this 5G, um, we're getting ready to step off the end of the earth with all this stuff. That's why. I, now, now, let me tell you something strange about frequencies. Okay. The higher the frequency, the more concentratable and aimable it is. So when you get into the terahertz range, you're talking about a weapon. You can aim this thing at any one single person without affecting and it broadcasting outward the yeah, higher yeah. the frequency the more compact and the more aimable well yeah you can go get and on, the more uh, dangerous yeah <laughs> get on uh, i think it's wikipedia and look at directed energy weapons and they got 60 gigahertz military weapons so so they could take a terahertz weapon right and piggyback elf frequencies that are going to affect you they can shoot you with this terahertz weapon this terahertz frequency will go completely through you, but the L frequency will strip off and affect you. Yeah, but going through you is not good for you either, though. <laughs> right. No, no well, well, it's not going to damage you, but uh, right now, frequency, when you talk about radio frequency, uh, well, it, it may do some damage. I don't know. But radio frequency, uh, the human body uses somewhere between, uh, I think it's 4 hertz to... Yeah, I think your brain's 8. I think Four, 490 megahertz. Uh, but we use mostly low, in the lower elf range. Right. Uh, which, which is the... The Schumann resonance, uh, four, four hertz to, I think it's 28 hertz. Uh, but 
the human body can use as much as up to 450 megahertz. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, that's I, I've never gotten into all that part of it. I just know that um, I was real sick. But anyway, they use the other frequencies. They're in the airwave all the time, radio stations, TV stations, and they haven't damaged us yet. Well, uh, but, are, but still, the big question is, are they damaging us? Yeah, well. So, that, so, so yeah, you got a point. I mean, but see, that's, that's what um, these, these studies like. You know, when they have 2,300 scientific studies showing five pages of health symptoms, you know, I mean, this stuff's not good. <laughs> but you know what the sad part is? Government does not care. Uh, they want you to die early. They don't want you to live longer. You die early, they get to keep your Social Security. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, they don't have... there's, a, there's a doctor, um, Dr. Erica Mallory Bly. Um, she's, I think she's over in the U.K., and I, she just did a presentation. It was about almost two hours long. It, it, if you ever get a chance to listen to her, she was an emergency room doctor. And she's showing you all these countries in the world that are starting to um, use the precautionary principle, right? And, and, they're bring, yeah. and they're bringing all this power down. But, you know, American Canada, man, are going gangbusters, and now they're getting ready to deploy 5G on us. I mean, this is just crazy. It is. Crazy. It, it is crazy, but I, I did see where uh, one industry wants to use 30 gigahertz Wi-Fi across the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, but, but, but see, that's, that's what I'm saying. I spent the last three, almost four years now, before the Oklahoma Corporation Commission and filed thousands of pages of documents. And you bring all this up and they just ignore you. you know? It's because it's invisible. I mean, yeah, nobody no. yeah. sees uh, what it says. And, and they talk about global warming. Yeah. How, many, how, how many gigawatts of power, extra power, is put into our airways daily? I mean, we're sitting here. We're sitting here microwaving our airwaves and going, "Why is the world getting hotter?" <laughs> no, but that's ex that's exactly what they're talking about now because it's it's inducing so much more energy and so it much is. power to to everything. You know, <laughs> I uh, saw this back when I first heard a heart. Is when I thought of this. I said, "How crazy are these people?" Here at Harp is putting out what seven billion watts. Yeah, and he—that's uh, what it does. Uh, it heats up the ionosphere up there. Yeah, it's an ionospheric heater. Uh, and, and and then they say, well, the glaciers are melting, Antarctica's melting, the the oceans are going to rise. Whose fault is it? Well, yeah, <laughs> that was that was one Harp. I think there's eighteen of them now. There is. If you, you let's see, they're they're even putting them in the poles. Uh, U.S. just built a new one on the South Pole. Uh, Russia just wow. put a new one on the South Pole. Uh, Russia's got two or three. Uh, there's one in the U.K. There's one in Alaska. I think there's one in Costa Rica. 
Uh, you're right. They're all. You can go online and type uh, heart map, and it'll show you where they all are. Well, you, you heard about that uh, American ship, um, and it got hit with some kind of a plane came in and hit it with some kind of something, and it disabled it. Uh, uh, the EMP. Well, it it was some kind of electrical discharge or some kind of electrical electromagnetic pulse. They did something to it, and and they were all you know pretty stunned over the whole thing. Um, I'm going to interrupt real quick, you guys. Okay, I put a on my website. I put a uh, uh, what you what you emailed me earlier about the contact information, and I started a blog. Uh, so if you go to TIProtects.com, you can read up on uh, what numbers and the time and uh, a brief script on uh, what we're going to say to the FCC okay. uh, starting Monday. Yes, yeah, so uh, really appreciate that, and okay. I just wanted to let people know before. Uh, uh, so, yeah, TIProtects.com, there's a link for FCC contact campaign, and you can also leave your comments. So uh, well, Thank you very thank much. You. Uh-huh. So, go, so go ahead and uh, resume. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, how much longer? Uh, I don't know. What's your, what's your time frame now? Um, we still got about uh, oh, oh, about 40 minutes until so, oh, so the call okay. ends. So have at it, you guys. You know, you guys have been uh, really okay. interesting. I'm going to unmute some people. Maybe some people got some questions, too. So, uh, do, you have question, do you have questions coming in? Yeah. Uh, so, hi, T-O-Q-T-I. Welcome. Hello. Hello. All right, let's try this one. Uh, Northwest California, welcome. Ah, Shelly? Yes. Uh, uh, um, thanks for uh, uh, bringing up the uh, the uh, the plan uh, to uh, to to prevent uh, more radiation. I would appreciate it, uh, Joe, if uh, you. Uh, and Shelley could uh, spend some time uh, actually uh, uh, talking about and giving out the numbers uh, for so, the. Oh, uh, Linda, I just got done saying I put it on my website. There's a there's a, a link. Right, and uh, I heard Shelley, but you know that I am computer free, and there's a number of other people. Oh, I got you. Yeah. So you want? So, uh, you want I, I can read them. You want me to read them? Yeah, yeah go for it. I do. Okay, then, okay, so um, here's Tom Wheeler, the chairman. Yep. His is two, they're all 202 prefix, right? Okay. And they're, and they're all, after that, it's 418, 202, 418. And 418, so, and then could you repeat that, please? Yeah. There's there's five five different commissioners. And the prefix is, okay. 202. Okay, so the prefix is 202 on all of them. Right, I got that. And then the next three numbers is 418. Got it. Okay, and then I'm just going to tell you the last four. Okay, so Tom Wheeler's is 1000. Got it, 1000. Okay. And I'm not not going to pronounce this person's name. It's A-I-J-I-T-P-A-I. And... That person's number is two zero zero zero. Two zero zero zero. Okay. Got it. And then the next one is uh, M I G N O N. 
then there's a capital C L Y B U R N and that is two one zero zero. And then, uh, and then Michael, I know this one, Michael O'Reilly, his is 2300. 2300. Okay, and then the last one is Jessica, it's R-O-S-E-N-W-O-R-C-E-L, and her number is 2400. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Now, let me tell you what I have also found by way of numbers. Okay. I, I got on the phone today and, and called the 888 number uh, for uh, the FCC and got a menu uh, with options of uh, four, four options and also uh, the choice uh, uh, if, if I'd like to hear it in, in Spanish. Uh, so, um, looking at my notes, one way or another, they, they, and it was interesting because I found out that they have a, uh, media, uh, center, you know, they're the ones who, who put out their version of what's going on, uh, with the FCC and, and, uh, trying to push this thing through rapidly. Right. The spin maker, so to speak. Uh, uh, and, uh, they have a separate number, which I wrote down but um, don't have in front of me, you can get it uh, if you press, I remember the option, menu option of number three will give you the media center for the FCC. Once having called that, you'll get another menu uh, and um, uh, with, I think, nine options. But through that, you can get to real people the the writers and it turns out there's also an outreach person uh, 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 they are particularly interested apparently in contact with the other media you know reporters yeah when they call in right and so yeah. what you do is you just push the well you know Push the button. You know, I've chosen to, to you know, be a, a media person and, and contact and really talk with their media people. So uh, you can get Monday uh, uh, in actual touch with some of their people. Uh, they give uh, a list of names. Uh, plus, like I said, there's a, a, a female uh, outreach person whose name is Cecilia. Uh, you know, I, I got onto her. Uh, outgoing message right uh, did leave a, a thing but you you'll be able to if you play around uh you'll be able to connect with some some real people you know in addition to the uh commissioners well you know if you know it's like you know you get kind of weary of all the different numbers and so i guess when you call in say look um you know i'm kind of lost i just want to know how to stop 5g <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm with you, Joe. You know, uh, <laughs> simple and, and to the point. I, I'm not going to be playing any games. I'm just going to, you know, uh, uh, have have a few heart to hearts with uh, yeah. whoever is yeah. uh, uh, amenable to it. Yeah, but but I mean, you know, um, if we're if we're going to bombard them with all these, if we can get thousands of calls going in there, and may, may as well let them all know what's happening. 
Might as well, Joe. Yeah. I've, I've been uh, I've been on the phone uh, uh, for a couple of days now, to trying to rally the troops, not only to get the call thing going, but I think that it would be uh, extremely advantageous. And I have been trying to get you know uh, boots on the ground there, or, or shoes on the ground, uh, or barefoot, whatever. Right. You know, uh, uh, for uh, for the office in front of the office at the time. And also uh, attending, I trust this is a public hearing, and uh, somebody told me, I think Shelley, that they called and said that there there were a limited amount of seats. Yeah, well, right. This is a there's, public hearing. There's and, only there's only five. <laughs> and there was five seats for the public? No, that's a joke, yes, but I'm just saying that's the way they do. I understand. I, I've experienced the same thing with yeah. our local vector control here. It's uh, the, the, the public never attends Well, un, until I started screaming a little bit and invited the media. But the way to get around that is that there are, if there's enough people that, uh, that uh, want to attend this hearing, members of the public, I think that the, they are required to accommodate them uh, either move it to a larger room. That'd be great, yeah. That's what our city council uh, routinely does when there's a topic that comes up, you know, that has a lot of public interest. They just, no problem, we'll just move it next door to the community center, which will hold hundreds of people. Right, that's good, very good. And if they refuse to do that, if they don't do it, it's a violation of our freedom of speech. Right, no. Uh, so anyway, there's, I know there are people that are in place, you know, uh, 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 going after this on legal grounds, but I think that, 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 that this is a wonderful opportunity for us as the public to gather uh, uh, at the meeting itself and also outside the building with, um, you know, signs, banners, and, and flyers uh, uh, to exchange with one another, uh, you know, a, an educational process. Uh, well, you know, if if I'm if I'm having trouble, and I know there's people worse, much worse than I am, and if they're having trouble, and with the environment we're in right now, and if this takes place, I I mean I guess you just dig a hole and get in it. I I don't know what to do. Well, Joe, I've been told that uh, I've been told uh, uh, by another uh, EMF person uh, that I don't don't believe she's going to be able to attend it, but people apparently from California have already, they're flying to this, they recognize what an important meeting this is, and there are, uh, uh, you know, everybody that is, is electrosensitive or is a TI, they all, we all have friends uh, and people who, uh, you know, will hopefully sympathize, but anyway, uh, this is a wonderful opportunity uh, for, well, really anybody just to, to vent and voice their dissatisfaction with a government that is non-responsive to the public and does not re represent us, and furthermore is using our taxes to um, injure us. Well, you're exactly right. Um, and, and, you know, when you spend, when you start to spend some time understanding what this is all about, and then you understand for the last whatever years, um, they've used a plastic head with no biology, and the whole thing is just a forest. Absolutely, Joe. And, and, and you know, Curtis Bennett is, is so good, you know, uh, about putting, making things simple and understandable, uh, as are you. 
that we are, are now living in a uh, man-made microwave oven. Yeah. And yeah. and this this 5G thing is just a, a step to uh, cook us more, you know, turn up the heat. Well, I I think this this new study that just came out kind of shook them. And so now they're just going gangbusters to try to beat it and because they see you know, what is it? Um what's what's the uh, insurance company? Um uh, Lloyd's of London, right? They just came out, and they won't have anything to do with wireless. The, the, I mean, there's, they won't assure any of it now anymore. Um, they see it coming. They see their lawsuits coming. That's right. That's right. Uh, so anyway, um, like I said, I, you know, uh, I, I think it would really benefit us all, you know, if uh, uh, to 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 hold a. Uh, Peaceful educational rally uh, at that building uh, in D.C. the day of uh, that hearing. Right, uh, that'd be good. Right. And to come, come, come with information, you know, flyers, signs, uh, banners, posters, maybe a bullhorn. I don't know if uh, <laughs> <laughs> really. Uh, 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 if a permit would be required or not, uh, yeah, but uh, apparently they're they're easily gotten. Well, you know, the, the, Linda, the the sad sad thing is we still haven't even got to tell people about smart meters and how bad they are and what they're doing because they've so covered it all up. And you know, now, well, a trillion dollar industry, Joe, can buy a lot of BS. Yeah. And they have been uh, amazingly successful in selling us uh, uh, these these uh, lethal devices, you know, that the cell phones, the wireless, everything, and the smart meters. Yeah, and, and but but I mean, I'm just you know, I, I yeah, I'm kind of an old guy, and maybe you know, I'm kind of stuck in the mud or something like that. But you know, it used to be people acknowledged and respected, and you know, who would who would want to you know. I mean, these are Oklahoma um, people electrocuting, you know, Oklahoma people. I mean, I know most of the um, utility workers maybe don't grasp what's happening, but I know the upper guys have to. Um, And that's just beyond me. I just can't imagine they would do that to the public. Um, That's really sad what's happening. It is sad. Uh, uh, Flo was explaining to me how it how it's working there in Arizona, and I, I think that it, it works that way through the this way throughout the nation. And of course, you know that there's a so-called financial incentive uh, for the you know the mass deployment, a replacement of the safer analog meters with the smart meters. Right. No. Yeah. And and but. But I mean, the average the average person still doesn't understand what's happening. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I <laughs> I've got the meter and it scares me, <laughs> you know. And you try to get people to understand what's happening and to show them um, what's happening here. And it's it's kind of like, um, you, you know, you remember all those those. I I'm an old guy, okay. And so you see all these zombie movies. I don't know what the zombie thing was was making them zombies. Um, but it would seem to me like once they get all these meters on, they just can, you know, turn it up and 
hey, you got your zombies right there. Well, that's absolutely right. Uh, uh, you know, like you said, five pages of symptoms. Uh, uh, four, one in four people in the United States will die of cancer these days. One in three people will get cancer sometimes in their lifetimes. Uh, according to that wonderful 25-page uh, uh, letter written by Olga Sheehan, that yeah. thank you very much, Joe, you had Flo send me a, a copy of, she says, and I'm sure that it's true, uh, uh, one every, just about every classroom has has at least one uh, child with autism in it now. Right. Yeah, and it's going and then all this, and just stop and think when they when they get all this other stuff in. It, and I hope they don't, you know, and that's why we're trying to fight it and stop it. We, you know, we've had enough now. We we need to stop this. We need to, you know, stop and back up, and if not, start taking things apart. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. We need to stop all kind. We we need to stop the direction that these these bad boys uh, are doing with their toys, uh, well, and and also the perpetual wars. You know, the theft of our our tax dollars for perpetual wars and and the use again of technology that um, that is uh, well like like I appreciate listening to Dwayne and Peter um, and getting their perspective here a little bit. By the way, that's Dwight. Huh? Dwight Peter. Dwight. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, and well, I appreciate these guys. Um, but you know, when I'm measuring this stuff coming into my home, um, that's pretty scary. And and people around me don't know what's. I mean, I know, and so you know, my neighbor that's even closer than I am to the radiation. The house is, you know, one house closer, and they got three kids, and you know, they're not being protected. Um, you know, I don't know how long it's going to take, uh, but you know, Dr. Magna Havis, you know, she's done a lot of studies, and especially with like cell towers and. There's, she has these bar graphs, and the closer you are, uh, the more damage is being done. And you know, the bar graphs are going up to the top with all these symptoms. And then as you come away from it, the symptoms get less. But then you start you start looking at like you know all the cell towers in the in the cities. Um, that's what AntennaSearch.com was all about, and that's why I was asking if they um, got to get on that because like you know there's a representative here that I did his house north of TU, and, like, he had 215 cell towers and 900 antennas in a four-mile radius. So, I mean, that's that's not good. That's right, and it's it's going to take, as Dr. Um, Samuel Milham said, you know, the, his final sentence, I think, in that wonderful 100-page, um, about 100-page book that he wrote, uh, uh, the epidemiologist, uh, he says that it's going to... It'll, it'll stop. The public needs to, you know, it'll stop when the, the public becomes outraged. Well, and that's, that's what I was telling Shelly a little earlier um, with, with Olga Sheehan's. Uh, she has that PS and the PPS on the end of her article. And um, she's asking for $2 million for the damages done to her. Um, and see, the public needs to wake up because they're going to pay the cost of all this. Not only are they paying for the technology and for their cell phone and all that. I mean, they're, you know, the corporations, the telecoms are making that money, but now they're going to have to pay for the protection and then the damage to their health that maybe, 
you know, unrepairable. I mean, you may get to the point where, um, you know, this stuff's cumulative, and you'll get to the point where you can't tolerate it, you can't go to work, then what do you do? Yeah, well, hopefully um, you get information and you get you get uh, you motivate yourself and you become an activist because you know there there is a, a worldwide movement and it's growing every day you know to to uh, to stop this insanity. Uh, you probably know that there are eight to ten countries around the world that are are uh, removing uh, Wi-Fi from the classrooms. Right. And of course, our, our your friend. Uh, France. Yeah, France is doing that. Right. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, and there's probably a half a million registered uh, people who are uh, uh, registered as as electro hypersensitive in Sweden by now. Right. And and, uh, so, and then the UK was the uh, second country to recognize uh, hypersensitivity, electro hypersensitivity as a disability, and France uh, came along uh, as the third that I know of in uh, 2014, and of course. They they removed Wi-Fi from the uh, libraries uh, a couple of years ago because the librarians were all getting sick. Right, that's exactly right. Yeah. Well, the, see, that's why <clears throat> that I was getting so sick when I went to the state capitol because the Senate has Wi-Fi. They have um, the House and the Senate both have separate their separate Wi-Fi's, and then everybody's walking around with the legislators with their little tablets, right? Because they yep. got the Wi-Fi. Then they all have their cell phones. Then they have their laptops, and then you know the the office ladies assistants have all their stuff, and then almost everybody's got a microwave. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't know if you understand about the microwaves, but when you turn those babies on, you could probably walk, I don't know, twenty five, fifty feet away. I mean, I was at a what KRMG it was a radio station here, and um, we fired that baby up, and I was walking down the hall reading that stuff for a long ways away. And see, people don't understand that stuff. 360 degrees going through walls, doing everything. Absolutely. When I used to have my uh, uh, microwave oven and used to use it, I would turn it on and run out of the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then I decided, well, that's that's enough. And so what I did was I cut the plug off so that nobody else could use it and uh, disposed of it. Well, I I have this this uh, lady I knew in Edmond, and she had me come. She was getting damaged, and so we started reading her house. And I'd never seen such a big microwave as she had, and so I had her turn it on. But before I did, I walked, you know, out of her kitchen, through her laundry room, out of her garage, and down the driveway. I said, "Okay, turn it off," <laughs> and she did. And I'm going, "Whoa, baby!" I mean, you know. That was bad. Didn't they ban them in Russia? I I heard that, but I don't know that for 100%. I, yeah. I don't know. Well, originally, they were called radar ovens. Yeah, no, the, yeah, that when they first came out, they were called radar ranges. Yeah, um, yeah. But but this lady's um, sister's husband, a brother-in-law, I guess, he had a stroke. Well, they were they were nuking them with Thanksgiving dinner. He was. Yeah. He had his head next to the Wi-Fi and a deck phone. Um, you know, deck phones are are pushing. Um, you know, they could go over two hundred thousand uh, microwatts per meter squared. Uh, what frequency? Uh, what frequency? Uh, the microwave operates, of course, on a microwave 
It's, it's on a 2. microwave. It's 2.4 gigahertz. So the same as, you know, so that was very interesting. I thought when you mentioned that there are two antennas in the smart, smart meter, meter right? right? One operates at uh, 900 mm-hmm. megahertz and the other one at 2.4. Yeah, but the smart meter is pulsing 2.4 and the microwaves are continuous. And Jerry Flynn will tell you, your, your, your smart meter will cook you better than the microwave because the microwave is continuous wave. Pulse is, huh. pulse is more dangerous. Uh, uh, also, are you? Uh, I know you're aware that uh, here in California, anyway, on the they they've uh, put more smart meters on the gas line to uh, to you know right to measure the amount of gas right. that is uh, consumed. <clears throat> well, that, yeah, they're doing that everywhere. You know, the utilities, the water, gas, and electric. Right. Um, right. And and well, like when I got my meter, you know, most people take their dog for a walk. Well, I you know, I live where there's not, we're on two and a half acres, and so I took my meter for a walk one day. And as I came out of the driveway, my meter pulsed, and I went, "Excuse me," you know, I read I read a pulse of radiation, and I said, "How can that be?" And I turned around and looked around, and there was the gas meter, and that's how I learned it was pulsing. <laughs> and, huh. and so then, uh, you know. I'd go to the Corporation Commission, and we talked to them, and they said, oh, no, no, um, they have to challenge it, and then it'll read. Well, so then, what, a month later, this guy in an OG&E, Oklahoma Natural Gas Truck, pulls in my driveway with a great big antenna on top of the truck, and I kind of waved at him and ran out there, and he shows me he has a big uh, computer screen in the truck, you know, right next to him there, and there's all these red dots. And he said, those are gas meters. They're all transmitting. And he can read your gas meter two miles away from your house. Yep. And they're going off every 15 seconds. Hmm. Every 15 seconds. Hmm. You yeah. know, here in California, where we had uh, we had over 57 uh, counties and cities, uh, municipalities uh, opposing uh, the uh, uh, installation of smart meters uh a lot of the utility workers uh of course are on our side because uh the meter readers you know uh they get uh unemployed uh, uh as a result of the smart meters you know right they they're the they're the collateral damage right yeah and yeah. so uh they're willing to sign petitions against smart meters or um you know they're they're supportive of the uh you know uh bring keeping our analog meters yeah well there there's a there's a case down in texas where where one of the electrical workers you know testified in court that there were pallets of burned up smart meters i mean because of the fires you know that these things are causing but you know everybody just wants to ignore it and go on and you know there's meters that are burning up and the insurance companies are just paying for it and running up the price on everybody's homes, and so not only are they—I mean, you can't believe all the. Um, well, it's just like bees. I mean, you know, it's you're killing the bees, and so that's going to run up the food prices if there's food because you can't pollinate anymore. Um, if you just look at the multiple cascading costs from these things, um, just like Oga Shan is saying, well, you know, it's probably two million dollars, right? You know, she wants I back. I think that's a low-ball figure, frankly. Yeah. Well, when you get damaged, um, 
in, in well, like like Peter. I mean, he says he's having trouble with his legs and sometimes can't walk. And you know, I I pray that he gets better. Um, but you know, it's, it's like me. I did concrete work for thirty years. I can't go out in the um, work environment and pour concrete anymore. I can't do it. I can't I can't be on that radiation. So so what are you going to do for a livelihood? Uh, <clears throat> and and there's and it's not just me. I mean, there's a lot of people getting to be like that. Okay, you guys. The call's going to drop in about ten minutes. Just just to let you know, keep oh. talking until it drops. Until it drops, that you just I didn't want to you know make it sound rude. Uh, the call will drop in about ten to fifteen to twenty minutes. So just keep talking until then, if you well, want to. Well, Shelly, I, w- I want to really thank you for uh, putting out the stuff on the five G. Um, that's great, um, and, and I really hope your listeners understand the seriousness of what's getting ready to happen here. Uh, I mean, things are bad now, but if that happens, uh, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't think it's going to go well for everybody. Everybody's going to suffer. Um, well, there, there, that's the thing. There's no studies done. There's no, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, so I asked the the lady at the FCC, you know, how are you guys going to know if the, if there's any medical side effects from these, uh, you know. Uh, uh, Wi-Fi frequencies from any of these frequencies that are non-regulated. She goes, well, I suppose you could start going around asking your neighbors. I thought, well, you know, I guess we could, but uh, you you would have to, you know, uh, interview the whole world at this point. Well, and you then, know, you know, well, you know that Olga Shahan. I, I just I so I just so appreciate her because she brought out things that I've been wanting to say for a long time, and she she brought them all out. So she asked the uh, Gregor the um the uh Robinson the mayor she said do you guys go around at night and measure how much uh radiation there is going on in this city right that was and, great you know, and then the the cities are going to just be a cesspool of them versus you know i mean i mean it, it's just like when they found out when you live next to these uh, elect- electricity uh uh transformers yeah causing cancer yeah. uh Tumors. I mean, you know, come on. This is, you know, to to bring out something uh, that scrambles your your own, you know, free radicals in a way that there's no scientific evidence. Uh, I mean, I really uh, and to to, I mean, you know, to try and understand that so much sickness is going on behind. Uh, I think these frequencies and then. And then, you know, to get some regulations, and, and that I think would be a foot in the door for our uh, matters, as, not, as well as uh, getting you know, regulations and trying to, you know, I mean, uh, small victories, victories, victories at a time. If we, if we, if we can pour the, the numbers of phone calls and shut these people down, yeah, and, and we can just stop this temp- temporarily, if we even stop it, I mean, that would be huge. It would be huge, like a moratorium, or if somebody can get a legal injunction. Yes. And then, and then we need to remove Thomas uh, Wheeler, who should recuse himself from this whole deal. Right. Uh, and probably all the other five commissioners, because uh, they're almost undoubtedly in the pocket of the uh, industry, the telecommunications industry too. Right. But 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 I mean, listen, I've got the meter. I measure this stuff. Okay. I mean, if not daily, I mean. It scares me, okay? 
And so, remember, you know, I met Jack O'Dwyer. He's a public relations guy in New York. Uh, bless yeah. His, bless his heart. Jack. Yeah, bless his heart. I mean, you know, he's on the 21st floor of an apartment building. And his apartment is 20, or I think it was 19,000 microwatts per meter squared. And and you look out across, you look out across to another apartment building and you see a cell tower sitting over there. I, I was in downtown Oklahoma City the other day uh, on the 25th floor t- trying to get to an attorney's office. And you look out the window and there's the cell towers on the other buildings. 